Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It is January 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Sentencing is scheduled uh, this morning in Center City for 22-year-old Michael White. Last fall, White was found guilty of tampering with evidence in the fatal stabbing of 37-year-old Sean Schellinger in Rittenhouse Square in 2018. White was acquitted on voluntary manslaughter. White, a bicycle food courier, had come upon a traffic dispute. White testified that uh, Schellinger tried to tackle him, and that's when he sunk a knife into his back in self-defense. White said that he later threw the knife onto a roof. The jury viewed cell phone video and agreed that White had acted in self-defense. Now, Sean's parents blasted District Attorney Larry Krasner, who dropped murder charges and pursued the voluntary manslaughter charge instead. The challengers plan to take the case to civil court. White's uh, supporters emphasized that the verdict was not a celebration. His family said they feel deep sorrow and pain for the family going through this. Both families have reported receiving threats in this emotional case. Pennsylvania State Police are asking for help after a human skull was found in a mining pit more than three years ago. Uh, this human skull was found somewhere in the mining pit in Schuylkill County. It was confirmed that it was a human male skull. Further DNA testing determined the skull belonged to a man named Daniel Gold, who was approximately 34 years old at the time of his death, living in the rural town of Lost Creek in Schuylkill County. Investigators would not elaborate, but they said that Gold had a few run-ins with the law over the years, and that partially explains why no one ever reported him missing. Family members believe that he was in prison. Authorities scoured the mine pits where the skull was found, but neither his body nor any other clues have been found. So now state police are reaching out to the public with the hope of determining what happened to Jason Gold. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Gold. I don't know why it's, it says J- Jason and then Daniel. So uh, that's take his a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far as they know, uh, state police say that the last time anyone heard from Gold was six years ago in 2014. Uh, He's 6'1", has dark brown hair and blue eyes. He had several tattoos on his arm. And anyone with information about the case or think that they might know something, uh, you're being asked to contact the state police in Reading. Well, I think if you... Go ahead. I was going to say that the family, you know, uh, thought... Oh, we thought he was in jail. Yeah. So they said... Yeah, they said that they thought he was in jail because his father had, I guess, had told the family. I guess the father was still in contact with him, so the father told the family he was in jail. And then two years ago, the dad died. So that's why he was the only one that was probably in touch with him. And this kid was troubled, and probably everybody just was like, "Eh, "Hands off!" He's in jail. Yeah, we don't know. So like. You know, if if you work alongside someone who doesn't have a head, this could be the person, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Stop it, Steve. Uh-huh. Philadelphia is cracking down on businesses caught repeatedly selling tobacco products to kids. 149 businesses have now lost permits to sell all tobacco products. This is the first big action taken stemming from the 2017 law saying that any Philadelphia business selling tobacco to teens three or more times in two years would lose their license. Uh-huh. In 2019, four stores were cited. This time around, 149. The health department says all stores were caught during compliance checks where teens asked to buy tobacco, 25 to 35% of the time they're successful. You so, guys um, all had parents, not not Kathy and Nick, but you guys had parents that smoked, yes, right? Yes, both. Didn't you used to buy their cigarettes for them? Did you go sure. up to the, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, my as mom a would send child. me to the store to get yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. I, I procured hookers, but never. <laughs> no, no I, I, um, you never went to the corner store to go maybe pick I up did. a bag of, Yeah, bag maybe of I blocked it out. I always hated doing it if I did. Yeah, I mean that was kind of like a standard like birthday present too. <laughs> See, you know? I didn't hate it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was like yeah, I'll buy some smokes. Wait, so you would go buy them and that would be part Kathy, of their birthday present? Yeah, but like as a like seven year old child, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like I was like sixteen, maybe looking yeah, like you I could go get them. Yeah, I was like seven. Going up to the... They're like, ah, oh, this is clearly not for him. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. I yeah. mean, they, they'd, fig- they'd think that you were getting it for somebody else. But yeah, I remember, you know, hey, run in there. I, I got to do this, blah, 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 and, and get me these and... 
They give you the money. It was a different time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Violators get a ticket and education about the law, but city officials say some stores do it over and over again, like a deli on Allegheny Avenue, which had seven violations. Health Commissioner uh, Dr. Tom Farley says violators prey on vulnerable teens. The stores are selling repeatedly to kids uh, that are heavily concentrated in low-income minority neighborhoods, kids that have many other problems to deal with. We don't think that they should have to be marketed with the number one killer in Philadelphia, he says. Yeah, I I think... Uh, I know you were a smoker, Preston. Uh, I've got a lot of hindsight in my life, and I think um, if I could change one thing in my past, it would be to never have ever, 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 ever smoked a cigarette. Over yeah, everything that would, else. That would, that would be been, the one thing. It would have been one of mine. I'd probably yeah. have some other things, but yeah, most definitely. And I, I, I implore anyone who think that it looks cool or like, yeah, I could try that or it's something fun to do. Don't, don't do it. Do yeah. not do it. You do not. I can't think of... Just the most minority of people who smoke and and don't want to quit. Yeah. Like, almost everybody's like, yeah, I need to. Or, yeah. you know, every single smoker who loves smoking still knows that they should quit and they probably should quit and they really want to. I think you're right. I've never so, met someone who goes, oh, I love it. And I'm going to, in fact, I'm going to increase. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I'm not a smoker. I never have been. But anytime I have something in my hand, I will hold like a, a pen, like a pencil, cigarette? a oh. chapstick. I will hold it like a cigarette, and I'll actually put it in my mouth sometimes. Like, <laughs> like it looks almost, pretend. just pretend. I don't know. It's just like pretzel I don't... rods. That's my I, thing. Yeah, no, I always pretend a pretzel yes. rod. It's, it's my favorite thing to do. One of my favorite things to do. <laughs> and I've never been a smoker, so yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just instinct. Because you look cool. Most violators are small stores, but a surprising number are big-name gas stations and retailers. The city wants anyone who knows of underage sales to text SMOKE to 474747, or you can call 1-888-99-SMOKE. It's wild, because when you go into places that do sell cigarettes, like Wawa or 7-Eleven or whatever, they, they have uh, th- there's signs all over the place. and when, You basically have to be 70 and above now to, to purchase. <laughs> no, you have to look like you're 30. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, they, yeah. They're yeah. Taking, they take no risk on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm yeah, sure it's these smaller places. I think. I think I saw a sign at my Wawa that said that they're not going to sell to people under 21. Yeah. Is that correct? Did I see that recently? I, I want to say I that I saw wait, it I feel at, like... my, at the Wawa that I, I go I think that's to. the standard, yeah. It's not the standard. No, no the 18. standard is 18. 18. Okay. But, I, but there was states, something. I think some of the states are going to 21. Okay. Yeah, there was something that came out recently, but I don't remember huh. exactly what it is, but... Maybe it is here. I have a cigar shop near me that I was, uh, you know, picking up a a couple of Christmas gifts um, over the holidays, and they were saying that they're 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 starting to crack down on everything, and it's like they want a buffer so that they're not at risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, did you find anything? Should I move on? Or? No, it's still state to state, but it might be changing this year. In the All beginning right. in the summer of 21, uh, the federal law is going to change to anyone under 21. So, yeah, so this year it's going to change, um, and it'll be uh, you won't be able to buy them if you're 18. But I guess the store has preference. So, like, if your Wawa wants to only sell to 21 and older, I guess they can, right? I don't know. Let's ask him. <laughs> <Hannibal. laughs> Annabelle has been smoking since she was 11. In fact, she's on the phone right now. That's right. I've been smoking for quite a while. As I said that, I go, I don't know. I'm like, that was sounded like Annabelle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to sports. (laughs) All sacks are yummy. The Flyers ended a four-game winless streak and beat the Washington Capitals 3-2 last night in South Philly. 
Kevin Hayes scored a shorthanded goal with just over two minutes left and uh, in the second period and broke a 2-2 tie. Travis Konechny and Robert Haig also scored. Carter Hart shut out the Caps over the final 40 minutes and finished the game with 26 saves. The Flyers are home again on Saturday night with a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the puck drops at 7 o'clock. The Sixers return to the court tonight with a game against the Boston Celtics. Center Joel Embiid will miss the game with a dislocated left ring finger. The Sixers are 24-14 and 14 and in fifth place in the East, while the Celtics are 25-10 and 10 and in third place. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. And according to sources, Carson Wentz had a brief loss of memory on the sideline during Sunday's game. Wentz was hit in the back of the helmet with a helmet-to-helmet hit in the first quarter and couldn't remember what happened or who the, who the Eagles played the week before. He also had trouble sitting in a stationary position. When he, when he came off the field, Wentz told Josh McCown that he wasn't feeling right and as a result, the medical staff took him inside the blue tent on the sideline for further evaluation. Wow. Yes, yeah, scary. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Some calls coming in about uh, Wawa. And yeah, they may have uh, indeed changed, changed the their policy. Po- okay. Let me go to, <laughs> I have uh, Jenny who works at Wawa. Hi, Jenny. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> What's up, Jenny? Uh, in effect already, the 21-year-old thing for cigarettes. It just started like the other day, I believe it was on Sunday or Monday. Okay, so so definitely... it just started. But wait, is that yeah. is that across the state or is that just at Wawa? I am not too sure. That's a good question. Apparently, it started okay. in Delaware as well. Okay. 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 So All maybe right. they're just taking yeah. the initiative and getting yeah, ahead you know of what? It. I was, listen, I stop in at Wawa a little after four a.m., so I'm a little bit fuzzy as I go in there, and I'm like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I left later in the day. I'm like, did I see a sign that said you have to be 21 in order to buy cigarettes? So, oh so, yeah, and you know, I've already gotten problems from the younger crowd. Sure. What do you mean? And it's like, <laughs> I don't make the rules. I, I know. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't blame the the person at the counter. It's you know. I mean, if you want to get in touch with corporate, you certainly can do that. Have you yeah. seen, though, and I have seen signs, though, uh, Jenny, and uh, that some places put up you, and uh, Casey, y- uh, you've seen them. Uh, you have to look a certain age. Or you, yeah. They, they, you, yeah. Yeah, they'll they, card you. I'm going to yeah. card unless you look like you're at least 30 years old. Yeah. Yep. Well, and th- that's actually something else I was going to say. For all the electronic and, like, vaping, mm-hmm. we actually have to card you. Even I had to card, like, a 70, 80-year-old man the other day because it won't let us go past the screen mm-hmm. until you scan, until you physically scan someone's ID. Okay. Uh, I got you. So they're taking yeah. extensive precautions. Yeah, all right, yeah. All right, Jenny, thank, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Bye bye, Jenny. <laughs> but you know she says she's a little bit so like, sweet, I yeah. made him extra uh, sloppy <laughs> for you. Uh, yeah. hey. I made him extra sloppy for you. Um, <laughs> she she she's got a point. Uh, I remember at uh, uh, at some uh, grocery stores we go to and buy alcohol. No matter what age you are, it yeah. does not matter how old you are, they have to see your ID. And uh-huh. I've seen yeah. ID people in their 60s and 70s, and it's just, it's policy. You just yeah, got to do it. It's probably a good policy, yeah. especially since I think they're left holding the bag, right, it's for like, the violations. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. It yeah. used to be, you know, if you got uh, carded, you know, or at least for me, I'd be like, oh, really? you got to take it out of my purse. Now I'm like, sure, no problem. Here you go. <laughs> Everyone notice I'm being I, I, I know you're in your 60s. Yeah. I, I must look so young. Uh, hang on, let me. Let me go to Diane because she also works at a Wawa. Hi, Diane. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Godzooks. Godzooks. All right, Diane, what do you want to tell us? 
Um, I just want to tell you what she just told you. I also work at a Wawa in Pottstown. Okay. And we just started this past Monday um, to car 21 and over. Um, I know you had a certain amount of time for uh, stores that sell tobacco uh-huh. to um, since they pass the law to, um, I guess, like sign up or have like the deadline. Right. And then if you don't have it by a certain deadline, then, yes, they will, you know, take your license. Okay. But, they, uh, but the deal is you can't purchase cigarettes unless you're 21. Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. So you're, you not just, you're not just being carded if you're if you're okay. I got you. All right. Thank you, Diane. I appreciate it. Man, yeah. yeah. Marissa has a comment. Yes. About the um, buying uh, liquor with your ID. Do you know Acme? If you buy beer or wine, they actually scan your ID. Okay. So like the uh, yeah. caller said about the vape stuff. So they scan yeah. it. Yeah. Because I actually and they tr- can't sell it until you scan it. I guess. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And I tried to buy beer for like an Eagles game. It was like two days after my birthday, and my ID was expired, and I couldn't buy it. Okay. I don't. I don't. Oh yeah. right. I don't well, know the legality like, of this, but but could, could a store randomly say? In other words, could could a uh, like a, a, a stationary store or whatever? Could they set an age limit randomly on who can purchase on cigarettes? Own? Could they raise it? Could they make it higher? Yeah, I mean, I sure, they might not get business. Like, right. you know what I mean? If that's like refusing to serve somebody alcohol, you know, at a bar. Or whatever, right. Should, right. I would imagine that they have the right to. I don't know. But oh. they also scan your ID for like some sinus medications. Right. Yes. Yeah. And like you can't purchase mm-hmm. it until your ID gets scanned. Advil cold and sinus. Yeah. I can only because my wife uses it sometimes to, to save off a uh, migraine but uh, you can only get a certain amount per month. A, There's yeah. some over-the-counter drugs that you can use to make meth, meth and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. So I think that's part of yep. that. Yep. Uh, when I had reached a certain age where I was still underage to buy cigarettes, but uh, I and and so I had a harder time buying them in stores. Right. I just go to the pizza shop because they had the um, cigarette machines yeah, there. Do, do those things? <laughs> do they still, still exist? exist? Wait to go. Where would you go? Like the pizza shop. Pizza Hut. Well, cigarette machines. Well, I remember buying cigarettes underage at the cigarette machine. <laughs> cigarette, well, Hunt. mine was uh, it was um, Morton Pizza was right. was my my go to. Um, but if I if I struck out at like Rio's or yeah. Wawa or whatever, I'm like, all right, I guess I got to go to. No, there's no cigarette machines anymore. Well, at bars they have them. Oh, Get actually, out. no, Preston, I did see one at a country club that I was at in that area where you know the the, the guys' locker room area. There was a cigarette machine, I, but obviously to be in there, you would have to be of age. I tell you, you could uh, you could have one of those old pull handle cigarette machines, mm-hmm. and if you played just the sound of it and didn't tell me what it was, I'd say that's a you cigarette machine. Yeah, yeah. clunk, dude. As a kid, clunk. <laughs> I just like pulling the handle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have no interest in the cigarettes and like winning the lottery yeah. or, or, or a slot machine. A slot machine. Yeah. That's yeah. how I got good at pleasuring other guys. Well, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. motion of yeah. yanking it like that. <laughs> Uh, but that type of machine, mm-hmm. Steve, you saw that at a country club? They yes, I did. Impressed. And it was, and the, I think I mentioned to you, it was, it's a very nice country club, and I just happened to be there for the, for a charity event. I went back to the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, my God, you don't see those anymore. Wow. Uh, I, I know that at the old MMR on Rittenhouse Square, they had one <laughs> yeah. in, in, the, in the offices. There was yeah. a yeah. cigarette machine. I think Pierre will tell you that. I think there's a picture around here somewhere of the cigarette machine that used to be at MMR. It's classic. All right, interesting stuff. Well, thank you, Kathy. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. We have the Easy Money Contest. $1,000. Yeah. We'll do that at 8 o'clock. We have $500 to give away with the Watching with Dr. Oz. That's at 930. So if you watched, make sure you're with us at that time. We have a concert announcement that we're going to get to as well around the Easy Money time, 8 o'clock. So we'll pass that information along. And Gilbert Gottfried will be stopping by love this morning. Him. We always love his visit. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and through the weekend. So let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up next. Stupid question more. Stay with us. 
love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question prize this morning is for a pack of tickets for the Philly Home Show, which is tomorrow yeah. uh, through the 12th and then the 17th through the 19th. Kathy will be there on Saturday, right? Yep, Saturday, 4 to 6, and okay. I'll have my office space for you to come by and check out and vote for. Question this morning is about uh, Moby Dick, the novel. So what species of whale was Moby Dick? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know it. So uh, Herman Melville describes a hunt for the giant whale. What species of whale was Moby Dick? I just watched the movie over the weekend, the John Huston uh, movie. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah? Gregory Peck is amazing in it. It's just, you forget how freaking good that movie is. All right. Two and one, the book's pretty good. 215-263-WMMR's <laughs> birthdays today, Thursday, January 9th. Kill some time while we're waiting for your answer. Uh, Joan Baez, uh, the legendary I folk singer. Yeah. She was kind of at the center of all this the stuff. Folk. Yeah, the yeah, absolutely. When, uh, you know, um, Peter, Paul, and Mary, and there was a, you know, uh, who who all was uh, was big about them? Obviously, Dylan, and, uh, Pete Seeger, yeah, all were, those guys. There were a whole yeah. crew of them that uh, that surged in popularity this time. Uh, right, Joe, said Fred. Right, Fred. Yeah, when, yeah, absolutely. When, everybody was just too sexy. Uh, she, uh, her version of the night they drove old Dixie down is a great one. Yeah. Uh, so she is seventy nine years old today. Joan Baez, another legendary uh, rocker, celebrates birthday today. Jimmy freaking Page. Oh wow! Yeah, Jimmy Page is uh, seventy six years old today. I love this. And I remember I've always been kind of a casual Zeppelin fan, um, and uh, for some reason, you know, I understand their importance, but yes. they never spoke to me the way they do to so many rock. I'm right fans. with you. But I, I remember, you know, all guitarists I ever met making a huge deal about Jimmy Page. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, great guitarist, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then I forgot when it was. It might have been the late 80s. I saw him live on stage playing. And I, it was, wasn't in person. It was, a, yeah. a, you know, on TV. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. I'm now like, I get now it. Now I get it. The dude is amazing. Uh, so he is celebrating his uh, 76th birthday today. Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, wife of Prince William of Wales. Wow. Is 38 years old today. She looks great. She's just lovely. I do. I think she's awesome. Yeah. She is very, she's very royal, uh, but not, uh, you know, not snobby. Approachable. Yeah. Yeah, she has that Diana quality. Exactly. And I I have to say, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm her camp, you know. Yeah. Of her camp. If you have to choose? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we can live with them both, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I yeah, I kind of gravitate towards her. She seems sweet. Yes, you know, so I like sweet. Thirty-eight years old today. Hey, it's Dave Matthews' birthday Get today. That's Dave right before he's blown out his candles. <laughs> he says that every year right yeah. before. Get and then he says cha cha cha. Right, of yeah. course. <laughs> after everybody says happy birthday to you, uh, he's fifty three. Dave, yeah, Dave. Does does he still do Dave speak at the concerts? Yeah, you know, Nick? not as much. I went and saw him last year. I took my son uh, to his first Dave Matthews concert. He played in Camden and uh, did two nights. And um, if you love Dave Matthews Band, you love Dave Matthews Band. If you hate them, you hate them. But yeah. uh, I happen to love them. They did uh, they, it, the band makeup has changed. 
over the last few years. Boyd is gone. Uh, they have a new keyboardist. So the dynamic has changed a little bit. There's only three original members, Dave, uh, Stefan Lassard, and, and Carter Beaufort. Yeah. Did they pull it off? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just it's just uh, a it's band different. has evolved a little yeah. bit, and I yeah. like seeing that. And Dave speak, by the way, is this kind of babble that he yeah. does on stage, which is just... He, yeah, he does yeah. his stuff. You have no really idea. Yeah. He does it during songs, too. But they did a cover of Sledgehammer. They've been doing it for a few years, Peter Gabriel, and they just uh, knock it out of the park. It's, it's, they're a great band to see live, in yeah. my humble opinion. And super... Talented musicians. Yeah. I, I mean, just a on a technical level. Pretty fun actor, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he pops up and stuff. I haven't seen them in years, Nick, and I'm, I'm a little bit, like, res, uh, reticent yeah. Yeah. Uh, to go because uh, there has been so much music released since the last time I've seen them, and I haven't kept up you know studio-wise. I, I kind of feel the same way, but they've introduced me to songs that I didn't know uh, while seeing them live that I've come around on, and uh, I'll then go get the album, which is why bands tour in the first place. But they, they've done some, some stuff over the last few years that I've really come to like uh, by seeing them live. Dave's 53. Uh, David Johansson. Uh, yes. His alter ego is Buster Poindexter. That guy, yep. <laughs> so Buster Poindexter character made him far more money, but in his early days, he was really that sort of, you know, early transvestite sort of rock Deal. Yeah, the New York Dolls yeah. were that was that was their shtick. That was they, their dressed thing. Like, they dressed like women, and yeah. it was shocking, and and it was new, and people were you know <laughs> flocking to see them. Uh, but he is uh, celebrating his seventieth birthday. Wow! Today. Yeah, David Johansson, uh, the actress Joey Lauren Adams. Uh, you remember her from Chasing Amy and Big Daddy and Biodome. Sexy voice. Yeah. Uh, sexy voice. Was that voice accrued through uh, chain smoking, or do you think that? Oh, she was she's born? got that kind of scratchy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's more. Like babyish, I mean, it is baby, but also has a kind of a yeah. raspiness to it. You're yeah. right. Uh, I in Biodome, I thought she was. I fell in love with her there. I mean, I'd I'd love the book. So when I saw the movie, sure, I was <laughs> so blown away by it. They really kept the spirit of the book. We were talking about Moby Dick earlier. Uh, certainly, <laughs> right on a, on a par. Yeah. I wonder if she's been in anything lately. I I was curious if I, I meant to look her up on IMDb to see if there's... she was in Biodick, which was the uh, com- <laughs> oh. both movies. Uh, yeah, well, she, she was in Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which came out oh. last year. So and then, but before that, hadn't acted since 2014. No kidding. All right, she's uh, 52 today. Uh, great actor, J.K. Simmons. Great. Is uh, 65 today. Made a mark as uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies, but he's a great dramatic actor, comedic actor, all of that stuff. Whiplash, oh my God. Sensational. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, La La Land as well. Ah, I love that movie. And he's also, uh, we he's been reintroduced into the Spider-Man universe. Has he? Yeah, did you see the most recent one? Yeah, but I don't At remember. At the absolute end... Did you stick around for the end credits? I did, but I don't. I don't remember. Basically, you guys like yeah. Jay Jonah so. Jameson? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I vaguely remember yeah. that. Yeah. So he's sixty-five today. Amelda Staunton, who has been here in our very studio, she has Downton Abbey, right? Uh, she played Professor Umbridge in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, she is celebrating her 64th th- uh, birthday today. She was really nice, man. She's she great. They were all great. Pursuit. That whole yep. cast. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so happy birthday to her. And then uh, the last birthday I saw is Steve Harwell, lead singer of Smash Mouth. And he is uh, 53 years old today. I, they're a guilty pleasure. No, I like them. They be, listen, if you, I mean, like, if you like Shrek, you're going to like uh, Smash Mouth. Yeah, they're hits anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I do Somebody still find to be fun music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so 53 years old today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question in uh, Moby Dick. Uh, what 
uh, was the species of whale that Moby Dick was. Two one five two six three WMMR. That's the number. I'm gonna go to Greg. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Good morning. Greg, do me a favor. Moby Dick. What species of whale was he? My favorite whale, the sperm whale. Sperm yeah. whale. Sperm whale. <laughs> Correct, sir. Hang on, Greg. We'll get some info from you. And we're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home Show. It starts tomorrow through the 12th and the 17th through the 19th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. You can visit phillyhomeshow.com for tickets. Meet Kathy at the show Saturday between 4 and 6. Nick pulled up this little factoid about the sperm whale. It gets its name from the spermacell organ, which fills most of its huge head. Is that right? Its head is filled with sperm. So they are basically... I don't know. Is, but the the uh, they're the ones that get involved with the um, massive under deep uh, sea battles with the giant squid. They're always a lot of times you'll see a sperm whale and they have these rips on the side of their uh, their bodies. And apparently that's stuff that goes on all the time that we don't see, but it's, wow. uh, they, they, they square off quite often. And you know what those battles le- uh, led to, Steve, was uh, the discovery of ambergris. That's so, right. Yeah, so yes. the, the, the whales would puke that stuff up, and it, there would be the, the remains of the sperm whale, I mean the uh, the uh, giant squid in the sperm whale's puke, and that turned into the ambergris. <laughs> which becomes oh, perfume. God. Which becomes yeah. <laughs> incredibly yeah. valuable. I mean, it's Incredibly. Crazy. It's more valuable than gold. Yeah, it is. Ambergris yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, listen, I got some stories. Got some gold right here for yeah, you. Man. Celebrity world. <laughs> that. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are stepping back formally from royal duties and the royal purse. This is a, uh, you talk about the movie Whiplash. This is a Whiplash moment. Uh, The pair shared Wednesday that they will step back as senior members of the royal family and work uh, to become financially independent while continuing to fully support Her Majesty the Queen. This is weird. They're going to uh, start working for Subaru of America. Oh, well, yeah. and so they should, man. What a great organization. <laughs> I think, Share the I think they made a right choice. Are they going to be there this yeah, year? They're gonna be there. Oh, yeah, they're going to be there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're going to be there this year. Uh, 2019 <laughs> was, a wild, Matt Ritter now. was a wild ride for them. Uh, uh, multiple rumors uh, emerging with uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton. Tales of their difficult behavior leading to top staff uh, defections. I thought it said defecations. <laughs> oh, God. What the hell is this? Oh, <laughs> There's a pile of something in the foyer. Reginald pooped. Uh, Over the holidays, after uh, launching uh, lawsuits uh, against British tabloids for their coverage, the pair uh, retreated to Canada. They reportedly deeply enjoyed their time away from the spotlight with their baby Archie, so much so that they're opting to spend more time in North America while also relinquishing their royal titles in order to have maximum freedom and safety. Well, the the ties to Canada are 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 there, obviously, with the monarchy and and England, so that that makes sense. Uh, apparently, uh, do we have audio case? Yeah, the Queen was caught off guard, Preston. Did you hear any of this? No. Yeah, uh, I know that she she made a statement. Is this? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. What the. F- yeah. Oh, wow. There are a few others, yeah. too, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. What the f*** is this? <laughs> yeah. huh. I did not know. Huh. Hold on. What the f*** is that? Yeah. I know how she Isn't feels. that wild? Huh. I know yeah. how she feels. <laughs> she yeah. Says, yeah. Yeah. She was wow. like, what the f***? <laughs> it probably just had a live mic in the room, and like she was oh, reacting. It, it doesn't sound like she was on mic. Right, yeah. No, no it's definitely she was off yeah. a little bit. What the f*** is this? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard an official. I don't even know what she. Well, now I know what she sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, right. What the f- is that? <laughs> That's so mad. 
Uh, so, uh, as Harry said when launching the lawsuit late last year, the tone of the criticism was negative. He could, uh, was uh, is concerned that his history would that that history would repeat itself. Harry lost his mother, of course, Princess Diana, uh, to the photographers chasing her. Uh, here is what insiders told the Sun as rumors gathered. Uh, they had said it is true that Harry and Meghan will spend a fair amount of time. Uh, in Canada over the next couple of months and possibly going forward, too. Right now, they are starting talks with the family about their plans for the future. Those conversations are at a very early stage. There's a very careful and serious process to go through, which they are going to respect. So, wow. I, so, I'm, I'm trying to process all this. I think that, uh, you know, they they are part of what is that rebirth, I think, of the monarchy and the way everything is perceived and, and, and reaching across to all sorts of people and since maybe dismissed it. I tell you what's gone a long long way to reinvigorating the appreciation of the monarchy Preston, the crown. The series on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, I think so. When you, when At you least see, for me. Yeah, when you yeah. see all that this family has gone through and it's easy to do, you know, as as just pompous right. privileged deal. But it's it's an amazing story over generations. Yeah. Uh but um so we'll see. We'll see how this works out. I wonder yeah. just how much time they will be spending in Canada. The Queen, apparently, from what I've heard from other sources and other news sources, says that uh, she's not happy at all with this. Sure. Well, they're they're setting their titles aside, yes. which is I don't even know how they are, are going to allow that. Well, when when, uh, when uh, the Duke of Windsor, right, when, or when when um, they when. Um, God, I'm having all these all these people to keep track of. From Princess Philip? Diana, she lost. Oh. She re- she had her royal status yeah. removed. Yeah. Uh, uh, or they did it, you know, uh, uh, without her uh, approval, or maybe she. Well, I don't know how it works out, but it, it's possible to have that done. Sure, you can renounce. Yeah, and things yeah. like that. And, but 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 they 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 do call upon them to execute the duties of the monarchy, and yeah. and and they are paid through in part. By the taxes, you know, the people yeah. of England. Didn't the Prince of Zamunda renounce his throne? He did. He did. He yeah. did. On a subway, yeah. uh, you know. In New York. Yeah, in New York. But he ended up uh, retaining that title. I'm just curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. All right, well, listen. Maybe, is she going back on suits, do you think? Uh, the you series? Never know. Listen, it says they're going to be financially on their own. Yeah. So you never know. She might start acting. This is again. probably like, you know, The Bachelor, after things get real. Ah, right. When, when the series is no yeah. longer running yeah, and yeah. they're living in like a small apartment in Toronto. Maybe. We'll see. All right, I have some other things to get to, some other big things. Uh, third day of Harvey Weinstein's rape trial was as bizarre and dramatic as the first two. The uh, legal team for him filed a motion asking Judge James Burke to step down. After he had threatened to throw Weinstein in jail the day before over his cell phone phone use, uh, the motion officially read, We write to seek recusal from your honor from this case based on the uh, prejudicial and inflammatory comments made by the court to Mr. Weinstein yesterday morning on which received widespread press attention. That's so exculpatory. So he had, he had said in in the, the courtroom, Mr. Weinstein, I could not implore you more to not answer the following question. Is this really the way that you want to land up in jail for the rest of your life by texting in violation of a court order? Is it? So his lawyers claim that Burke's criticism reflects his animus toward Weinstein and have created a situation in which the court's impartiality impartiality might reasonably be questioned in violation of New York State's rules of judicial conduct. I don't think that's going to get any traction. No, he was no, in court not. texting. Exactly. It's just pyrotechnics. All Stop he did it. Was, he just pissed off a judge. Yes. And that's and if you and if you don't follow procedure 
You're going to piss off a judge. Right. You know, judge so. has every right to say that. Yeah. Also on Wednesday, Burke shot down a motion by Weinstein's team requesting that attorney Gloria Allred be barred from court as she may be called to be a witness. Uh, she also represents several of Weinstein's accusers. Burke had said uh, the court is n- not going to exclude her because while it is possible, it is unlikely that she would be called as an impeachment witness. Now, the, uh, meaning that she would be called to testify as a means to question the credibility of a witness. Weinstein's defense may have one point, though. The court, uh, the judge said the court was not a circus and as he said that, he got onto a motorcycle and drove around a big ball, Preston. Okay. Uh, the jury selection process for the trial is expected to last until at least January 21st. So we got a ways to go before oh, even the jury is selected. Unbelievable. Uh, with a month to go before the award show, ABC Entertainment President Karen Burke, or Carrie Burke, announced that the 2020 Oscars will be host-free again. ABC will broadcast. Last year, of course, Kevin Hart was set to host, but pulled out. He was uh, dragged for previous homophobic tweets. The show, actually, it went on without a host, a first since 1989, and interestingly enough, ratings for that year actually bucked the downward trend for award shows and <laughs> went up 13% in the eagerly sought-after 18-49 to 49 demo and 12% in viewership overall. If they can keep it moving... Mm-hmm. And 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 it, I remember I think I did say last year it, it did it was sort of conveyor beltish but they got down to business and that was fine yeah that's no problem I think at a certain point what they should do is hand out the awards before the ceremony and then as they anna- just announce the winners and everyone stands up with their Oscars yeah, yeah that's me. I won one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2020 Oscars will air live from the Dolby Theater in Hollywood Sunday, February 9th. The nominees are announced on Monday. By oh, the way, so next very exciting. We'll be talking Oscars. Uh, this was sad news. Legendary screenwriter, actor, and director Buck Henry has died. He was 89 years old. Buck Henry, one of my absolute favorite screenwriters of all time. Uh, Hilarious. Suffered a heart attack and died at Cedar sinai Health Center in Los Angeles on Wednesday. Most known for writing The Graduate, mm. Catch-22, yeah. and co-created Get Smart. Wow. Uh, he received an Oscar nomination for, for Best apt, Adapted Screenplay for The Graduate, which uh, was released in 1967. If you've never seen The Graduate, you have to see it. It is fantastic. All right, so Catch-22, is it... Um... Is it light? Is it a comedy? N- well, no. If you watch, if you watch the version, the screen version that he wrote, which has John Voight and uh, Alan Arkin and a whole cast of notables in it, it's dark and it's it's sort of a dark satirical comedy. But there are very powerful moments in it. Yeah, so it, it's hard to label Catch Twenty Two. There's like the new miniseries uh, Catch Twenty Two, and. Yeah, the uh, one Clooney's in. Yeah, yeah. And, and so his delivery, the Clooney delivery, I'm like, is is this what? Um, there are light moments, there are comedic moments, but I wouldn't consider it a comedy. Okay. So Henry also scored a nod for best director for Heaven Can Wait. Yeah, he directed that by the way, and he was in the film too. He was the quarterback's guardian angel. He was great, and he was great. He's very James dry. Mason. Yeah, James Mason obviously started in that as well, and uh, Warren Beatty. That's right. Um, we were holding it together. Uh, his acting credits include your debt. include both TV and film as he starred in a number of uh, shows and movies. He was in 30 Rock, Will and Grace, Hot in Cleveland, a bunch of stuff. And he was a founding member of Saturday Night Live's Five Timers Club. He was a regular Saturday night guest host. In he fact, really? he did it ten times. Yeah, back in the 
with the original not ready for Casey, primetime players. Do you I remember, remember, you remember Samurai Delicatessen? He's the guy ordering the food in that. In that okay. Yeah. The first time they did the sketch, yeah. Right. He's in so, Grumpy Old Men, too. Is yeah. he? Yeah, he's one of the older, obviously one of the older guys in that movie. Yeah, he plays a, sort of a supporting cast member. Yeah, Casey, he was a regular kind of go-to on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I just and, and I didn't know him from, I was a kid, and I didn't know him from anything other than that, to be honest. Um, but uh, he's joined by Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, John Goodman, and Tom Hanks, members of the Five Timers Club and others. Uh, since news of his death broke, a number of fellow directors, writers, and fans have paid tribute to the late star. But he was he was beloved in that comedic world. Mel Brooks adored him. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, let me see what else I got. Okay, so I threw this in here. Uh, because it was a little light on entertainment news, and <laughs> hey, man, the Pope is an entertainer. He is. He's a, he's a big star. Of course he oh, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on Wednesday, while greeting a crowd of people before his weekly general audience, Pope oh, no. Francis... <laughs> what are stand up? <laughs> no, he was stopped by a nun who asked... Well, he, this is kind of stand-up-ish, right. Steve. He was stopped by a nun who asked if she could have a kiss. He said, Baccio Papa, which means a kiss, Pope. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Pope happily uh, obliged... He happily obliged to the request, but he said, oh, but you bite. And then he said, stay calm. I will give you a kiss. Stay calm and don't bite. Wow. So he was uh, he was being a little jokey. He was throwing some one-liners out there. He was telling the nun, don't bite. <laughs> uh, and the nun agreed, saying, see. And the Pope then kissed the nun on her cheek. The moment was captured on video showing the Pope shaking hands with the nun before she reveals a request. Though the audio is too low to hear, the Pope is seen making a no-like gesture to the nun before going in for the kiss. He sweetly clasps her face mm. in his hands. I can't oh. quite hear you. Let me adjust your knobs. And- <laughs> <laughs> He kisses her. He clasps her face in both hands yeah. and then kisses her on the cheek, prompting her to jump for joy. Uh, the surrounding crowd erupts with applause and cheers. And this is this heartwarming exchange comes a week after he uh, slapped a woman's hand after she grabbed him and refused to let go. So I thought it was a fun story. <laughs> uh, all right. So how about this? Um, Kate Beckinsale is responding to rumors, sort of. Uh, that she and Machine Gun Kelly, her ex, Pete Davidson's bestie, are a thing. The 46-year-old who responded to a fellow uh, follower on Instagram who brought it up wrote, why don't you worry about things that are actually happening and donate to the Australian wildfires rather than waste your time on things that are not happening and never were, and also please get an effing life. <laughs> so she is uh, so they're not, denying it. Yeah, they're yes. not a thing. All right. I guess it's just a rumor, and I don't know if it... If there was a little flare-up or anything like that, and they did have a, t- you know, a, a, a make-out session, whatever. But she's just saying, no, it's not a thing, so shut up. Uh, how about this, Steve? We had mentioned Mel Brooks. ABC will be airing a live musical production of Young Frankenstein hmm. and a live episode of The Connors. Uh, they have yet to cast Young Frankenstein, which, of course, is based on the Broadway adaptation of the 1974 Mel Brooks film. And Brooks himself is producing the show. So Mel is behind it. That's cool. You know, I did see Young Frankenstein on Broadway. And uh, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. It's like when they did that musical version of A Christmas Story. Yeah. To me, the songs throw off the pacing of the comic. First off, I'm a massive fan of Young Frankenstein. So to me, a lot of those songs aren't inherently funny. 
and they're just to me they always seem like um or uh, not that they're necessarily meant to be but it always seems like a time padding thing you know but they were able to do it successfully with the producers if you that remember that they did yeah but that had some music in it already and it was meant to be all about staging a broadway musical right. i'm thinking about young frankenstein is there any other musical scenes besides the putting on the ritz part of it like, no okay i mean there's Cloris leachman plays a violin yes. at parts right. but, but, but they're, they're all songs there's no songs yeah, right uh except for when <laughs> Madeline Kahn starts singing after <laughs> after Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, she oh! <laughs> so she sings yeah. "Sweet Mystery of yeah. Last uh, Life" oh, at last time. That's where we get the uh, the Bill Weston intro too. The, yes, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Man about town. Yeah, man about town. <laughs> uh, it's such a great movie. I had, I had brushed it off for the longest time, and I remember it being entertaining. And obviously, it's a classic. And uh, like a year or two ago, my son was like, you know, just popped it on and started watching. I watched it, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, the live Connors episode will air on February 11th, incorporating the first uh, presidential primary happening that night in New Hampshire into the storyline, by the way. So they're going to be doing something that's happening live that night, uh, incorporated into the script. All right, we are ready for clips. Carol Kenny retires from teaching to create a new path for herself on Carol's second act. And Patricia Heaton explains the premise of the new series in this clip. Here we go. It's about a woman of a certain age whose husband has left her. Her kids are out of the house, so she decides to go back to school to fulfill her lifelong dream of becoming a doctor. I don't <laughs> give a f- uh, It's on CBS tonight at 9.30. Here is the next clip. After a difficult year, Wade realizes he should try to navigate the dating world in the series The Unicorn. In this clip, Walton Goggins explains on the show's humor despite Wade's circumstances, or he expands on the show's humor despite Wade's circumstances. His wife passed away, and he has he has two daughters. And like at first glance, it wouldn't be funny, but pain and joy are infused with absurdity, and that's uh, that's what life is. Oh, I know that guy. I love that guy. They he always plays a, a picture of him. It, Quentin Tarantino casts him a lot. Yeah. He always plays a prick, always plays a bad guy, and he's actually very funny in the show. He was on a show on, on HBO called uh, Vice Principals for a little while, and um, Bill Murray was in it, and I, I think they only did one or two seasons, but he was great in that as well. Yeah, and he's in, uh, I know he's in... Uh, you see um, the movie Predators? Django Unchained. Ant-Man 2. Uh, is he in Ant-Man 2? He's the villain. Mm-hmm. Is he? April yeah. 8. God, I gotta go back and see that again. Um, so the unicorn is on at eight thirty tonight. That's on CBS, by the way. So there you go. It's your entertainment report yeah. for today. What a beautiful, beautiful sunrise we have today. Crystal clear blue skies to begin the day. Uh, colder. We're going to get only up to about thirty five, and then uh, warmer temperatures and clouds. And maybe some rain coming up. But we have lots of stuff going on today. First of all, Gilbert Godfrey is stopping by. That that's, alone is worth the price of admission. That's great. Around 9 o'clock he'll be in. We have a concert announcement roughly around 8 o'clock. That's about the time that we're going to be revealing the information that you need to know to win $1,000 with easy money. It happens five times today. That's a Monday through Friday event that you can count on here at MMR for the foreseeable future. We'll let you know when that's wrapping up. And also, uh, 500 bucks to give away with our Watch and thing with Dr. Oz. That'll be about 9.30 or so. So those things and more coming up. We'll take a break and be right back. Easy. Easy peasy. Easy as pie. Easier than a dog licking his dish. 
It's MMR's Easy Money Contest. Your shot at $1,000 cash five times every weekday. Tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. As well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear that hour's winning keyword. It's also easy to enter. It's the first thing on the MMR app. Top of the page at WMMR.com. Or use the special contest short code. 45911. One random entry wins a thousand bucks in cash every time. MMR's Easy Money. Five times every weekday. At 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Sponsored by Meineke. Total car care since 1972. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Guys, I may have to leave uh, for about a month or so. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a company called Ocean Florida that is looking for an adventurous person to test theme parks in Orlando <laughs> for market research. <laughs> That's really funny. Listen to this gig. So they posted the job on their website. It pays about $4,000. A day? Uh, no. Oh. Not a day. <laughs> for the whole thing. Oh. No, it's it's three weeks, four grand. Here's the listing. It says, we have a job of a lifetime up for grabs. Where one successful candidate and a friend will be sent to several theme parks throughout Florida. Their mission to test and fully experience everything from rides, fireworks, and shows to the tastiness of the food and wow. the cuddliness of the much loved Disney characters. Uh, I saw your ad and I currently <laughs> program two radio stations <laughs> in Philadelphia and I need a break. Will you bring anyone with you? I'll bring Annabelle. Of course you will. Is it just Disney? I'm sorry. Did you say that? No, I think they just use no. It's it's theme parks all through Orlando. Okay. So, uh, but they just use the Disney thing in the in the description. Well, there are there are all sorts of wait, wait a second. There are, dude. Yeah, there's yeah. new stuff coming in like crazy. And co- there are also smaller ones that you that you're not even aware of. Is that, that right? That are there that are like just all thrill rides and stuff. I remember because yeah. the last time we went off in the distance, we saw some. Uh, you know the the big rides that have like the slingshot thing that shoots you way up in the air, and you see the big. Uh, yep. So there's like a, a place that has just that stuff. Did you go? And to, it's not anything you would know the name of in frequent safety inspection world. No, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> I hear that's like a lot of fun. Park. But there's Sea yeah. World. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. loads of different theme parks. There. So I was talking to somebody who was recently at Disney, and they love Disney, but they said um, it is getting way too crowded, huh. and they're not doing anything to actually make it. Uh, better. In fact, it's going to get worse because they're building more hotels and more resorts down there. Mm. So I'm going down in uh, next month mm-hmm. uh, and uh, for actually our anniversary, my wife and I. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're going to go to Universal. And it's actually my first time so in jealous. Orlando. Yeah. Uh, to any, I've been to Universal in uh, in uh, right. California a couple times and in Disney a couple times, but never to there. So what you know? So your first time in Orlando, for, period. First time, first time to the theme parks. I've been to Orlando oh, before. Wow. But yeah, okay. yeah. I, I just, I just love to vacation in Orlando because it's so exciting. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, no, you know what? It's a circus. It, is it? Orlando yeah. is. I mean, I, I don't mind going there at all. There's, yeah. There's a variety, a huge variety of things for you to do there. Every everything from they they've got. Like I said, smaller attractions all over the place besides these giant theme parks. Well, we're staying on Universal for the couple of days because I hear that's, you know, you raved about it. Actually, you were the one, you know, when you came back and just said, okay, there's Disney and then for adult sensibilities, Universal. Well, and it's much more laid back. Like, yeah. for you and your wife to not have, I mean, listen, there are kids there, of course, but like yeah. Disney is just 
Kids Central. It's crazy. Where Universal, I thought was just it was kind of chill a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not really a theme park guy. So for me, the vacations don't make a ton of sense. But I, I totally get why other people do it. Um, by the way, the uh, Disney Marathon is this weekend. It's on Sunday, and my, my friend Cindy Chartrand's running in it. So I wanted to wish her good luck. What I didn't realize is that um, basically the way the marathon works is you run through five different parks. Oh, that's you never cool. leave the Disney compound. So that's you, awesome. I think you start in Epcot and you end up going through the Magic Kingdom and you wind your way through all of them. But they open up the connectors in between one park to the next. Okay. So you're always within the Disney compound, but it obviously it ends up being 26.2 miles. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so it says here is the theme park tester. You'd spend three weeks in Orlando's most popular theme parks during April and May and would be tasked with providing essential feedback on each park based on overall experience, quality, and, uh, quality okay, and that one didn't work. <laughs> quality and variety of food and drink, souvenirs and brand merchandise, uh, suitability for families or couples, thrill factor for each ride, show, and display, parades, and uh, photo ops. So you're there, obviously, to be a test subject. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose. And in addition to the salary, theme park testers will be allowed to bring one person with them on the trip, have all travel and accommodation costs covered by Ocean Florida, fast passes, photo passes, a GoPro camera, and a Fitbit will all be a part of And what of about weed? And you get paid four grand and all the weed you can smoke. <laughs> huh. uh, uh, that's a pretty sweet deal. So if you've got the time, and this, this obviously yeah. appeals to someone who might be, you know, a little bit more uh, free in their schedule, mm-hmm. certainly you can't go into your law firm and say, I'm going to go test rides yeah, in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. But three weeks of, of that's, I, I would love to do that. I mean, I listen, I'm not crazy about the crowds. But if I know that I'm there to review and do that yes. stuff, I'd suffer through waiting in line for a long time just to say, look, this is not worth it. You know, well, they're looking for, for a practical experience, so they're not shutting down the park, obviously. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right, I guess so. So that's that's pretty huh. awesome. Yeah, I haven't done, what was the last theme park we did? You did it's, Universal was the last, right? It probably was, yeah. And you love, because that's why I'm going, because you said it was so good. Yeah, we might, um, I, th- I think we might be overdue for, for theme park. I, I haven't been to action. one in a little, other than, you know, like, like a, Dorney, and you know that, which is more just an amusement park, and they're it's right. awesome. Yeah, but something on this level, uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, by the way, this is the junk drawer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I have a variety of things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but real quick, hang on a second. Let me let me go to this call, and then I'll move on to something else. Oh, thanks, Case. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> Preston, that was terrible. I can't do it. Try it again. Try it again. <laughs> I can't. I can't. There's nothing wrong here. Matt, give, give them a minute. All right, Matt. What's up? Hey, uh, so uh, I was just down in uh, Disney World uh, end of November-ish, and uh, we did the fast pass, you know, ahead of time because we figured the crowds around Thanksgiving is going to be, like, terrible. Yeah. And you absolutely, like, have to do that now because we got there, and some of the rides, some of the newer rides don't even have it yet. Like, the Avatar ride in Animal Kingdom and Star Wars is over, like, two hours just to wait. Wow. It's insane. So, I'm, I'm, what I did is I have secured some security guard outfits when I go down. Ah, that's so, that's how I'm going to gain access. <laughs> I have yeah, some right. uh, fraudulent passes and ID. 
and hopefully that will allow me access. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate no it, man. Walk around with a clipboard, right? Uh, by the way, Susan, real quick, wants to point out a little little uh, minor detail. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Oh, we just lost oh, her. Uh, up, she's saying that she checked on the on the job, and you have to be from the U.K. Oh, uh, oh really? Uh, well, that so it's, is it's rather U- annoying. It's a U.K. company. I thought they were looking everywhere. What's um, Uck? I guess not. That's United Kingdom. Oh, oh. Uck. <laughs> I'm from the Uck. <laughs> All right, junk drawer. Let me uh, let me All find right. something. So oh. now we can dig in here. Thank you for the music. Now it feels right. Uh, here's a little novelty item that's kind of fun. CVS is known for giving you ridiculously long receipts, and now you can get that in a scarf form. I love this thing. <laughs> uh, their scarves are being created by a couple of Etsy sellers, and they include the infamous CVS coupons and other incentives included on their re- uh, receipts. I think this came from a guy who actually, um, he, that's what he did. He put it on as as a scarf and made a joke about it, and people, you know, it was like kind of went viral on social media. And so- so now they're print, they're actually making the scarves. And and one of the sellers is offering a customizable option where you can print anything you want on the scarf receipt. So That's funny. Uh, we're looking at a picture of it. That's a great idea. It's, it's a wonderful on, honestly, idea. Honestly, I was just in there the other day uh, getting distilled water and chocolate-covered blueberries. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, necessities. Uh-huh. And uh, the receipt was 15 feet long. Mm-hmm. Because it really what it is is it's your receipt and... CBS bucks and it coupons, right. and so that's what they're printing out. But it's it's annoying, and you can even sense with the people at the cash register, yep. they're annoyed. Mm-hmm. Steve, I was at CVS just the other day right. for distilled water and uh, one photo that I printed out for 39 cents. One uh, photo. <laughs> one photo. And I did not, so if you enter your, like, whatever loyalty number, phone number yeah. into their system... I think that's when you get the huge long receipt. So I had three things. She didn't even ask me for it. I I, I didn't scan anything. Really? And I got a normal size receipt. Okay, so I I, it's because I always I think enter it's, in my discount thing. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. But you would want the discount. Right, so you would right. enter it. And then I think along with that comes mm. all of those coupons. I didn't know that. And a I went by CVS yesterday. Kathy, you mentioned the photo thing. So I've been doing a massive cleaning. Uh, it's going to be a months-long cleaning that I'm doing in my house. You, you're so proud of me, Kathy. I'm, I'm, I'm purging tons of stuff. That's awesome. I found and dropped off yesterday at CVS. Oh, I saw your picture. 15 <laughs> uh, disposable cameras that, that I found in drawers, sitting around. That's that exciting. Means, no idea. It's going so fun Are you, you confident them. there are no D-pics or anything <laughs> on that? I know. Oh. yeah. No, I wouldn't have used a disposable camera. I would have used one with, you know, right, yeah, I would have yeah. used a good quality camera for that. That's fun. So, I don't know. Some of them are waterproof cameras. Ooh, I don't know where we took those. I have no idea, but they've been sitting around. And here's the deal. Some of them have, like, you know, they still have, like, 15 exposures left yeah. on them. So, I've, I've hung on to those, and we're gonna I'm going to take the pictures and, and now and see if, the, if they still work or not, and then send them off yeah. to be developed. That's but wild. It's going to take about a week or so, <laughs> uh, a week to 10 days to get the, uh, the cameras back. I have no idea when these pictures were taken, where yeah. they were taken, any of that stuff. So, it'll be a bit of a mystery. Is there any, any yeah. chance they ported from your last house? 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 maybe. Make sure you update us. I want. Yeah. I will. I'll let you guys know. Do you remember at weddings? Um, yeah. You would yep. uh, often see uh, disposable cameras per table. Yeah, yeah. I, I like yeah. that idea. There was a guy that came to the uh, calendar release party who had one. It was the first time I'd seen it in a long time. And you know, most people obviously use their their cell phones to take the pictures. But a guy was waiting in line to get pictures with everybody. I remember that guy? You, know, you, you yeah. don't see those? No, you really don't. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what all is on there. By the way, the uh, the CVS scarf you can get through Etsy. The set the, the first one can be customizable. Like I said. The second option uh, is currently sold out, but they plan to restock by the 19th. Uh, they can't be customized as much as the other option, but it does feature a purchase of $1.67 with an endless number of coupons and more on the receipt <laughs> itself. Uh, it's handmade, nearly five feet long, so it's sure to keep you nice and warm uh, during the winter season. A couple of people are texting in and calling. I'm going to go to Heather here. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Not up a yeah. Not up a Heather, you wanted to mention something about the receipt? Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can request to have the receipt emailed to you, so you don't have to deal with all of that. Okay, you can have it emailed instead of getting the big long Can you, Can you do one blanket request, or every time you're at the cash register, just say, please just email me the receipt? Well, sometimes they ask me, and sometimes I have to go ahead and tell them I want my receipt. All right, so next okay. time I'm going to gra- grab them by the collar and say, email me this. Yes. Because it's, it's so annoying. I hate to have all that paper. I walk right out and throw it into the garbage can right outside the door. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Heather. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, some other things. From the junk drawer. Yes. Facebook announced the other day it's banning deep fake videos. Um, however, Facebook's uh, VP of Global Policy Management, uh, Monica Bickert, said in a blog post announcing the policy that the ban won't apply to videos that are parody or satire or to ones edited to just, um, uh, it says just the change, wait, 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 to just the change the order of words someone said, to just change the word. Okay. Even the words are messed up. <laughs> yes, they don't even know what they're saying. Additionally, after initially giving contradictory information, Facebook said that the deep fake ban would also apply to political ads. I thought that was the main thrust of it. I would they, think they, were so. trying, they were trying to make sure that deep fake political ads weren't on. Now, they... They're going to try, but sometimes this stuff will get past them. Right? The question was asked because Facebook controversially allows lies in political ads. Uh, the deep fake issue is the latest Facebook uh, and other social media have had to address in trying to stop the spread of misinformation while respecting free speech and avoiding censorship allegations. So uh, they say they're going to try and put a stop to that. All right, so I have a question about these apps that you can do um like, Press, what was the one that uh, you used to have fun with? Was it Jib Jab that you used? Or no. What was the one where your mouth would move up and down? Oh, it was, it was called like Yak Yak or something like that, and it doesn't work anymore. But, oh, yeah. okay. But now I have a pet app that you can make your pets talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just use that for people, too. I all use right. it all the time. Well, yeah. because I need... So, um, uh, Todd Glass is coming in studio next week, and he sent me uh, audio that he wants us to air because he's looking for somebody to sing at all of his shows. And so I was trying to take that audio and put it on, you know, an image of his with his mouth, and I couldn't figure out what app to use. Okay. Actually, the pet one works really well. I okay. mean, I, I use the same one, and, it, and so it, it, it does. It does. It looks comical, but it works. Yeah, and and you want it to be yeah. comical anyway. It's not. You're not going for deep. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, case I have it here. I'll have to scroll through my apps. I don't have time to do it right now, but I'll, I'll let you know what it is. So, um, by the way, speaking of of deep fakes, so yesterday. The movie The Running Man was on. Yes. It was fairly close to the beginning. And uh, my son's or my son Parker was uh, was in the room. And I'm like, you've never seen this, have you? He goes, he said, well, I've read the book. 
I said, well, you need to see some of the movie because the movie's nothing like the book. The book is completely different. It's the Schwarzenegger movie where he's, you know, it's a game show, but there are killers going after him. Yeah, so, uh, but what I wanted to point out to him besides the stalkers and the, the yeah, yeah. cartoony nature of that movie, I go, I, I saw the scene where uh, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso is coming home. She's a female lead in the, in the movie. She comes home and I go, wait a minute. I pause it. I go, Parker, I want you to see... What she does when she comes into her apartment here. I said, because at the time when this movie came out, these things seemed so futuristic to us. <laughs> right. That it was, it, it, would, it was blowing our minds. Imagine a day when stuff like this could happen. And so I hit play, and she walks into the room, and she goes, lights, and the lights come on. <laughs> wow. And I go, dude, that was... That seemed like absolute fantasy to us. <laughs> and then I go, hey, Alexa, turn the office lights on. Boom, the office lights come on. I'm like... We're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're there, and there were several things in that movie that were teed up like deep fake because towards <laughs> the end, remember, they take a stunt double to play yes, Arnold they, Schwarzenegger, yeah. and they bitmap his face on there, and then people think that he they, was he was killed yeah. by the captain, whatever it was, uh, you know, uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah. And, and there were several things in that movie that are... That have happened, that are technology that was fantasy that has become real. Not right? only that, but, but look t- at the when they're they're uh, the people that are in like this that little reception area uh, watching the Running Man. Look at the TVs there because the TVs that we watched were all two TVs. Yeah, the TVs on the walls were like the TVs we watch now, which oh, like is flat. Yeah, and, and they also did like uh, they show a scene where it's in the news and they're looking for Ben Richards and they show his um, uh, his mug shot. And they rotate it like 300, 180 degrees left and right. Uh-huh. And I remember going, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah That's yeah. pretty wild. And now that's nothing. And, and in fact, it looks antiquated the way they're doing it in that. But I pointed out to him, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain, listen, when I was your age, mm-hmm. stuff like this that we have now just seemed outrageous. Yeah, it's commonplace, though. Yeah. I yep. love seeing stuff like that. It happens in uh, Minority Report a lot, when you watch, which came out in like 2002 or 2003. Yeah, not that far ago. Yeah. They really predicted a lot of stuff that's, that happens all the time now. And then uh, I watched a video because yesterday was um, David Bowie's birthday. And I watched a video of him talking about the internet in 1999. Have you Incredib- seen this? It's incredibly he, incisive. He, he nails it. Dissects what the internet is going to become. Who with did? Each, uh, David Bowie. It was his birthday yesterday, and yeah. so uh, there were a bunch of people posted a bunch of stuff about Bowie. It's, uh, Philly loves Bowie Week, and it was Here, 1998 or 99. Was it or really David Bowie? 1998. <laughs> no, it, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it, it was it was it was Bowie from 98 or 99, and he was being interviewed for the BBC or some some British uh, person who was skeptical of Bowie's answer. Yeah, but Bowie knew exactly what he was talking about, and he predicted all of these things in such an incredibly accurate way. It was like the Running Man, Preston. Like he knew what was coming before it was uh, before it was even here. Well, he's talking about how there would be there'd be great applications and and horrific aspects to like social media, but he also said the way content and art is created and distributed is going to change dramatically. Wow, it was impressive. Wow. Uh, all right. Speaking of uh, tech and stuff like that, I, I found the uh, the app for you. Casey. Oh, yeah. People are texting in and wanting to know. It's called My Talking Pet. My yeah. Talking Pet. So yeah. So if you want to take a picture <laughs> of your dog and make his mouth and, and eyebrows move, you can do that. <laughs> when I do commercials for the Mutiny, my wife's charity, I have the cats talk and do the announcement. It, it's it, great. It's stupid, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but it w- it was funny watching uh, the Running Man and and seeing a few of those things. And comically, to to be honest. Uh, reality show programming uh, kind of is is foreshadowed in that. That's as well. exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we there was a time. Do you remember the movie that uh, you remember the movie Network? Yeah, years ago. Patty Chayefsky, the great screenwriter. Patty Chayefsky. <laughs> Imagine this this world with the networks where they do these shows. They were all like 
the shows that they had and were predicting at that time were outlandish, and now they're tame. They'd be tame compared to what we have now. Wow. <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you. <laughs> What's up, Eric? Hey, you guys are talking about the technology and everything with movies and whatnot. Just look like less than 30 years ago, a little over 30 years ago, Back to the Future Demolition Man. They come in, they're talking on video phones now. You go on your computer, you sure. go on your phone, you go on your... Yeah. It's kind of like our parents growing up with Star Trek. They had walkie-talkie communicators. We ended up with flip phones. Or Dick Tracy what... with the the watch where you That's could talk what... to people. Or Flathead. Yeah. My, my nephews used to tease me because long after smartphones came out, I still had a flip phone and they were like, why do you still have a flip phone? I said, number one, I don't need all that technology right now. I said, number two, I have a Star Trek communicator. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's like what that. next telephones used to be like that all the time. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, so they're they're going to work on uh, banning deepfakes. We'll see if that happens. All right, let me see what else I got. The John Troy, there's a variety of stories that I want to get to before it's too late to get to them. Uh, Case, you being the biggest football fan in the room, does the XFL do anything for nothing, you? Nothing. Absolutely zero. <laughs> okay, nothing at all. It no. was horrible the first time. Uh, so they they did some rule changes already that uh, uh, they made an announcement uh, that are supposed to increase okay. the action and the excitement uh, <laughs> without any of the kind of dangerous gimmicks used in the first XFL nearly 20 years ago. Do you remember it at all, Preston? Of course. I watched it. And I was, and, and you know, they, what they were looking for was a hybrid between professional wrestling and football. So much so that they tried to orchestrate uh, relationships between the football players and the cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And start, uh, start little uh, soap opera stories amongst the players and stuff. And it was just dumb. Yeah. yeah. It was just stupid. <laughs> it works for wrestling. And it, it works yeah. gloriously well for wrestling. Yeah. But yep. No. And they encouraged celebration, and these guys did really stupid things, and so they had to, they had to worry about trying to legitimately play football and put on a yeah, show put on at the show. same yeah, yeah. time. Yep. So here's let me ask you what you think about these uh, um, rules, Casey. Okay. Uh, extra points. There will be no kicked extra points. Instead, teams will choose from three options after a touchdown. You can attempt to play from the two yard line for one point, from the five yard line for two points, or from the ten yard line for three points. There are some interesting rules here. Well, no. there's also five points, and they have a pie-eating contest. <laughs> um, I, I, think... I mean, that's that's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. All right? So no kicking for extra points. Yep. Yeah, I think maybe kick for one point, uh, you know. Pie-eating for go, two? Go for two and go for three. I'm, I'm kind of okay. Okay. How with about a variation of that, but not the no kicking. Two forward passes on a play. Teams will be allowed to attempt two no. forward passes on a single play as long as the ball doesn't cross the line of scrimmage before the second pass, uh, a change designed to encourage innovative trick plays. So there might be some more interesting plays that take place. For some uh, all right, so this all has to happen behind the line of scrimmage. The first pass has to happen behind the line of scrimmage. And then the second one, uh, yeah, it says here, the uh, as long as the ball doesn't cross the line of scrimmage before, oh, before the second pass. So, yes, it has to happen behind the line of scrimmage. So, okay. is that like a, well, so like a, like a lateral? I mean, it's a lateral, and, and so, um, I mean, what that really does cut down on is um, the, you know, having to review it, like, okay, was that a backward right. or sideways pass? Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to see. How that looks and how it plays out, and, and how right. I feel about that. Because listen, for forty-four years, I've known football as you know, 
uh, become to known as. Mm-hmm. And so some of this, uh, I'm having a hard time wrapping Is my mind. Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you Sports. know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been come to known as? All right, how about this one? I think this one's kind of dumb for football. Uh, shootout overtime. Game, <laughs> well, but listen, game, games tied at the end of a regulation will advance to a shootout-style overtime in which each team will have five chances to score on a single play from the five-yard line. No. You have five chances, and whoever does it the most uh, gets to uh, claim victory. It, that would beat the as, F out of your players. As opposed to sudden death. Um and then, all right and then why not ha- a dunk what ha- tank? What happens if they all score on five on on all five plays? Or I don't know what all, happens they... in the NHL when they do that. Oh, they just keep going. Then it's like one on one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same thing. I would imagine. I don't hate it. Okay. Yeah. Part of NFL is your favorite league, right? Case and football is yeah. your favorite sport. Part of the appeal in the NFL and the Eagles football and, and and in general is the rarity of the games that there are sixteen games that count. And the league right. starts in uh, April, if you want to consider the draft and mm-hmm. then and training camp and whatever. But I, I think part of the reason why it's so special is because of how rare the games are. And and I think the XFL just, in essence, dilutes all that and takes away some of the joy from it. I mean, well, I get why people want football these are, year-round. But... These are also the best players in the world. And so the XFL is not that. Uh, the XFL are the – because so – like, like arena football. All right, so, you, and you, you, again, mm. that had some – that had – traction a bit but it's still owing to what you're saying casey those aren't the best players in the world so they're not even because you got to figure there's first second third string and practice squad and all these aren't even the fifth best best players in the world you know or you know what i mean so um but they're champion maybe i mean they you know it depends on the money Right, uh, and it, that might change down the road who knows now when the usfl existed that really sort of um, it's split because you had like NFL caliber players playing in there. Herschel Walker, right? Yeah, Herschel yeah. Walker, yeah. Reggie White. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, see their president goes... instead of the coin toss, they're going to do a gurning contest <laughs> <laughs> with the fast face mask for the, on yeah. for the ugliest face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they do a crowd vote. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> gurning. Con- gurning is when you make this really weird face. If you don't know, you can look it up. What a gurning is. All right. Let me let me do these last two rules, okay. and then we, then we got to take a break. Uh, one foot in for a catch. Only one it's foot. Like college football. Only um, one foot in bounds would be required for a successful catch. No. Okay. No, because so I mean that's not the case in college football. One foot uh, is but is not, inbound. No, the in NFL pros, you got to be, be in. It's got to be two, yeah. and you know full possession of the of the ball. But you know, and that's the thing that that's what makes you know professional football so much harder. You know, they, um, so it's, I mean, if you want to be consider professionals, then don't do amateur things like that. Over the course of the years, Preston, we've seen people try to uh, start up different sports and get them going. It is such a hard thing to do. Cronum is the Cronum one that you is, joke is about all the time. Cronum is one that I talk about and then what about the one? Slam ball. Sl- with Pat Croce, so the trampolines, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It yeah, just, a, it, mm-hmm. Basketball <laughs> with trampolines. That was a failure. It, it's so hard. <laughs> they were like, hey, you know that gorilla at halftime that does a backflip and dunks the ball? Let's make that a sport. Let's make that a sport. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right, and then one last thing, uh, rule announcement for the XFL, game clocks. There will be a running game clock except for the final two minutes and a 25-second play clock. What do you think of that case? That actually, I think, is interesting. Um, I, That's... Uh, I, I no, I, I don't even, I don't know how long how long are the quarters? I don't know are if they, they would expand. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they would expand the time. They would probably have to, right? I think, right? Or you just have a half hour 
game. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> exactly. Were they trying One to make hour. it like soccer? Because oh. then that's the other part of it is um, you really cut down on the ability to advertise during that's the true. game. That's true, that's true. There's a game clock uh, and a shot clock we were talking about yesterday, the Wings games, and it really makes it fly by fast. You have 30 seconds to go yeah. down and take a shot, and if you don't, then you turn the, the ball over and the other team gets the ball. Yeah. So it, it keeps the game moving, but obviously lacrosse is a little I, different. Yeah. So it's also a different game in, in that you your your strategy, well, not, not, not all the games involve strategy, but I think that's, that's part of the process, those little mini pauses. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy, the strategy and, and how it shifts in, yeah. in football. You know, the the first half versus the second half and uh you know like the fourth quarter is played completely different than the first three quarters and um what's weird is i obviously the nfl is not a perfect product right yeah. um but i don't know I, I would have to think about what i would do to make it better so they text it and said the XFL is NFL for cucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a good Cuckles. point. <laughs> All right, anyhow, these are just some stories that were in the junk drawer. Oh, oh, okay. We're done. I did. Oh. Music, please. Marissa did send over that audio of uh, Bowie, if you want to hear that. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. And she also pointed out that the running man yeah. in the movie... Uh, supposedly took place in 2017. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> so some of those things were on point as far mm-hmm. as their, uh, you know, actual coming to reality. But the whole, you know, uh, tracking down and trying to kill con- convicts thing has not come to fruition. It's, it's funny how these things happen because I think, I believe it was yesterday, the day before was the day that in Blade Runner, Roy Batty, the main villain, was uh, was created. Oh, so he had a kind of four-year life. So oh. uh, you know, yeah, we don't have flying cars. No, and no, they they missed overwhelming it. cities and yeah. things like that. Just yet, yeah, so. missed the mark. All right, here is uh, here is David Boyd talking about the internet. This was in 1999. I don't think we've even seen the tip of the iceberg. I think the potential of what the internet is going to do to society, both good and bad, is unimaginable. I think we're actually on the cusp of something. Exhilarating and terrifying. It's just a tool, though, isn't it? No, it's not. No. No, it's an alien life form. What do you think? I mean, when you think then about the Is there life on Mars? Yes, it's just landed here. Wow. But that's, it's a simply a different delivery system there. You're arguing about something more profound. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the actual context and the state of content is going to be so different to anything that we can really envisage at the moment, where the interplay between the user and the provider will be so insimpatico, it's going to, it's going to crush our ideas of what <laughs> he's mediums right. are all about. Dude, he's That's spot scary. on. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> wow. That what a smart, 21 years ago. What a smart guy. Yeah, he saw it coming. Wow. Oh, that is interesting. That's eye-opening. Uh, by the way, there's some uh, unreleased Bowie music that's coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, so I'll get some of those details coming up in in music news. Wow. The theme he wrote for the XFL. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he saw that far into the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally going to change the nature of football. <laughs> They're going to commence with a gurning contest. <laughs> oh, he knew that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I i would watch that yeah that david, would bring me to the league david bowie wrote the theme <laughs> right to the xfl i had no this idea this is not the football you watch all right 
We're going to take a break. We'll come back, and we very well might give you $1,000, but you got to play uh, in order to win, and I will get you the details of Easy Money when we get back and more. And a concert announcement, too. Stay with us. Here comes the MM Army. Join the MM Army Friday at 5.30 before the Philadelphia Wings home opener against the Vancouver Warriors at the Wells Fargo Center. Enjoy nonstop action, fun for the whole family, and dollar hot dogs. Get tickets at wingslax.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. The Bizarre File and then a concert announcement. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, let's get into some stories. We will start with this one. 88-year-old Norman Kenny says that uh, his Friday afternoon was going just smoothly. He said, I just returned from the store, parked my car, and when I closed the door, I heard this little mew sound. Uh, The retired fire chief says that he thought the sound came from his cat. He said, so I looked, and it was a fox that was starting to come to me. He says the fox was able to actually... Take him down to the ground after pouncing on him. He said, I'm in the middle of the driveway trying to beat it off with a cane, and the cane kept breaking. Kenny was uh, scratched and bitten all over his hands and face. He received treatment at the hospital, including stitches on his finger and eyebrow. From a fox? Yeah, he said, the fox must have grabbed onto my eye. Uh, He said, said, it's a wonder he didn't get the eyeball and pull the eyeball out. He says a nearby neighbor helped pull the fox off of him, and police say that they had to put the fox down. Uh, The fox is still being tested for rabies. Wow. He's 88 years old. Okay. Yep. So for Kenny, uh, this is a cruel version of deja vu, because back in September... He was wrestled to the ground by a worm. He strangled a (laughs) rabid fox to death with his foot when it attacked him. This is his second fox attack. (laughs) What the F? We see... Actually, you see him around here fairly frequently. Yeah. He said the January attack was a bigger fox. The last one, I was able to get it with my foot. This one, I was just strangling it with my bare hands, hoping that it would stop clawing me. Shut up, dummy. It was a red fox. It's a situation Uh Kenny wouldn't wish on anyone. He said, I was afraid that he was going to get too close and really chew me up. Jeez. Uh, Kenny is receiving treatment over the next couple of weeks to make sure that he is rabies-free. In the meantime, he is going to have to travel with a little more firepower. He said, I got a different walking stick. (laughs) It's an old one. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. An old old wooden one, and I'm going to start using that. Uh, And anyone who comes across a potentially rabid animal is asked to seek shelter and call police. Do you see them out by you a lot? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But they're running around with uh, senior citizens in their mouths. Yeah. Uh, Records indicate a woman wearing an FBI hat had told clerks that she was with the CIA while trying to access (laughs) an Indiana gas station security cameras. What are the letters on my hat again? Officers were dispatched to the Golo gas station in reference to a woman identified as Lisa O'Donnell trying to look at at, uh, camera recordings. Uh, She showed ID but no badge. When officers arrived, an employee pointed out O'Donnell driving away from the gas station in a white charger with no plates on it. 
An officer activated his lights, pulled her over. She told police that there. Uh, uh, she told police there that uh, someone had been passing a. Uh, there had been ca- passing of counterfeit money, okay. and she needed to obtain gas station video. She also said that she'd been working in the area for months. When asked who she worked for, the affidavit said O'Donnell responded CIA, but she was wearing a white hat that said FBI on it. O'Donnell stated police... Get your story uh, straight. uh, Police should run her ID, saying her license would reflect her credentials. Her license didn't, in fact, confirm her status as a CIA agent. Maybe she was deep undercover, Preston. So they contacted another officer for reference, and he was told that O'Donnell didn't work for the CIA or the FBI. Also, she had taken the charger for a test drive from a dealership and never returned it. (laughs) That charger was reported stolen and then impounded. Uh, She was transported to the county jail. Well, maybe she was freelancing. She might have been. Frustrated with how things were going in court, a man facing multiple multiple felony charges who was wheelchair-bound rose from his wheelchair Monday (laughs) afternoon and flipped over a heavy table in front of him, sending legal papers flying. It's a miracle! As he yelled profanities, sheriff's deputies uh, promptly wheeled Jeremy Shue out of trial and uh, out of the courtroom during his final pretrial hearing. Shu is charged with one felony count each of first-degree home invasion, car theft, theft from a building, identity theft, possession of a controlled substance, and so on. Uh, we'd like to amend our plea. Uh, Shu's attorney, Walter White, by the way, wow. uh, said that uh, Schwartz should recuse himself, the judge, uh, from, the, uh, from the case based on Shu's prior court interactions with him. Uh, Shu rose from his wheelchair, flipped the table after being told that he would not receive additional time to prepare for his January 23rd jury trial. White, who has represented Shu on previous cases, had made note of him being confined to a wheelchair minutes before Shu stood up and flipped the table over. He apparently had told the judge he's had a series of strokes. Oh, he's now in the county jail and is on fifty thousand dollars bond. This is uh, this goes hand in hand with our observation that when anybody goes into court for something like Harvey Weinstein, suddenly he's a cripple with the walker. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Bill Cosby can't see. I guess they they think it's going to buy him sympathy. sympathy. Yeah. yeah. A Las Vegas couple has filed a lawsuit against a dentist alleging the man set their five-year-old daughter's mouth on fire. Oh, my God. During a routine procedure a year ago. The lawsuit filed last week against Just for Kids Dentistry and Orthodontics owner Dr. Deep Karen Dillon uh, seeks more than $15,000 in damages. Uh, You just made a mess in my mouth. Uh, The lawsuit alleges the girl's parents took her to Dylan's practice to have several crowns put on her teeth. The girl was placed under anesthesia for the procedure, during which Dylan used a tool called a diamond burr. Uh. A diamond burr is a tool used to grind away hard tissue, typically a tooth's enamel. So during the girl's procedure, the tool emitted a spark that caused the throat pack in the girl's mouth to ignite and produce a fire that lasted a few seconds. The girl was rushed to University Medical Center, where she remained for four days as she was treated for burns to the inside of her mouth. That's got to be a nightmare. As well as her lower lip, yeah. She suffered... It's like the ultimate pizza burn. uh, Burns to her epiglottis, throat, tongue, mouth, lips, and other surrounding areas. Jeez. Uh, The lawsuit alleges the girl had to return to the hospital about a week after her release due to continuing pain and hearing loss. Her second hospitalization lasted nine days. Uh, Dylan has an active license and no record of disciplinary action. I've never heard of you setting your mm. mouth on fire before. No, I've heard of we had that thing. You had the story about the uh, the uh, a patient going up because they're using a type of um, electric device. scalpel. So, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So, all right. And there you go. That's what I got in the B file for you. 
All right, so I, do we have a concert announcement or not? Yeah, I guess we do. I mean, you have information up there in your... Um, oh, okay. Thing. It's usually on a sheet. It usually is. I don't know why it's not. Here in front of me, so I'm, I'm sorry. I did not know where it is. Where is it? Uh, right there where it says 8 o'clock concert announcement. Oh, that's it? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. So, as you can see, we're all fired up and ready to go for this concert Woo! announcement. Uh, let's see. It is the Zach Brown Band. Yeah! Hey. The Zach Brown Band Roar with the Lions Tour at BB&T Pavilion, Friday, June 19th, 2020. Yeah. And it just says, yeah, this is the day. worst concert announcement ever. It's uh, kind of my fault. Well, and, and normally I have on-sale ticket information. I have some concert tickets to give away or you something like that. You just have a picture of a dog. That's all there is. It's just a picture of a dog. It just says www.ticketmaster.com. Here we go. This hot off the press. Uh-huh. Preston, the, the story is evolving as we move through the morning. Here you go. On sale Friday, January 17th at 10 a.m. So there you go. It's going to be a BB&T pavilion. Uh, Friday, J- June 19th is when the show is. Do but I do that over again completely from the no, beginning? No, I don't. We can blow it out. And then uh, Friday, uh, t- tickets will be on sale Friday, January 17th at 10 a.m. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Now, there was another bit of information. I think you told me yesterday that Pierre is going to have tickets to give away. Yeah. We'll have tickets for this concert to give away tomorrow and today. All right, so today... T- Tomorrow and today. Yeah. Dude, I can't so even today remember comes what day of the week it is. Is it Thursday? Thursday. It is indeed, okay. yeah. so, so, yes, today yeah. and tomorrow. So, Friday and today, Thursday. Yeah. yeah, so those tickets. <laughs> Jesus. And that's the Zach Brown Band. And where are they playing, Preston? They are going to be playing at the BB&T Pavilion. A much celebrated, mm-hmm. very much enjoyed band, the Zach Brown Band, has a large and loyal fan base. Very exciting news. There you go. So uh, I think the information... Uh, although it was a little bit disjointed, it, it got out there. Yeah. Th- oh, no question. The information Absolutely. is indeed out there. Yes. And I know that people are trembling and weeping as we speak. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so anyhow, there you go. That's well, how you, you do it, by the way. That was a clinic. That is how you do it. <laughs> Interns, students? Yes, remember. <laughs> make note. Yes. That's how you do it. <laughs> Piecemeal <laughs> and unsure of yourself. Okay. All right, we, on that note, we're taking a break. <laughs> Uh, you still have just a hand, maybe a minute left to get the word stuff over to us. That we do know, and that we did do correctly with easy money. And you can text it to our short code number 45911. Almost said short rib number. We have a short rib number. Okay. What was that? I don't know. Okay. Okay. The short ribs are on the track. It's uh, rare that we have a short rib race, but we do today. Uh, or you can do it through WMMR.com or uh, the MMR mobile app. My God, I don't oh even know God. what's happening. <laughs> All right. We got more. Yeah, we're, we do got more. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We do know that Gilbert Gottfried will be here around 9 o'clock and more. We'll return in a little bit. Oh, my God. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Coming up, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, a little after 9 o'clock. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, so we love getting Gilbert in here. Hey, I'd like to read this email that uh, Nick gave to me, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yesterday, we had uh, an extended conversation. Uh, it kicked off from this uh, this young girl uh, who's gone through a lot in her life. Her name is uh, Brianna Ramirez. She's uh, got a brain condition, and she's had all these surgeries. 40. 40 surgeries. So she, uh, her family. She's only 13. She's 40, 13 years old, yeah. 40 surgeries in 13 years. And, and through all these years, she's had this little Minnie Mouse plush uh, animal, and it means a lot to her. And the family thought they had lost it while they were out and about. Uh, turns out, uh, so and they went on Fox. Good day. Yeah. They they helped them. They they really wanted to track this thing down. It was very very important. This girl has been through a lot, and uh, it turns out that it was it was at home the whole time, and they found it, which is wonderful. It was apparently mixed in. I heard with like laundry or under some clothing. Okay. Uh, so it was kind of like you know it was just lost at the house. So we got into a conversation about things that you've lost that have been right under your nose the whole time. It's happened to all, uh, all of us. Everybody has happened to. Uh, and then, you know, we were, it, it, it stemmed off in a few different directions, that particular conversation. But this email is, should I say who it's from, Nick? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. He's a he's a listener, and he actually came out to Christmas Miracle. Okay. Uh, it's from Kevin Travers. And it says, hey, I wanted to share this story with you in hopes that you could share it with the rest of the morning show. It was sent to Nick. Uh, I'm currently one of Brianna Ramirez's teachers. Uh, the little girl who recently made the news for losing her uh, Minnie Mouse plush toy. Wednesday morning, I woke up to Kathy's story about Brianna's lost toy. Several other media stations had the story as well. Uh, when I saw her in class, she seemed a bit sad. And I wasn't exactly sure the reason, uh, but I thought that it might be due to the recent events. Yeah. And as I teach Brianna throughout the day, I waited till the afternoon to play your podcast for the class. And I used your Lost Toys segment as a catalyst for other students to share their stories of having and losing that special something in their lives. Did I say anything bad during that podcast? <laughs> I don't remember. But m- listen to this. Mostly every student had a story and was willing to share it. The lesson was very engaging and heartwarming. But most importantly, it showed Brianna that her story was not unique and she was not alone. She probably felt embarrassed about it. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Her mother reached out to me this evening, letting me know that today's lesson was very helpful to Brianna and that uh, her family was very appreciative. Huh. Uh, so your coverage and idea of listeners sharing similar stories planted the seed for me to do the same with my students. So I wanted to thank you all for continuing to not only entertain us all each morning, uh, but to also inspire us from time to time. Sincerely, Kevin Travers. Oh, that's awesome. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I think um, we had a call yesterday. At, um, it, it made my mom a little bit, um, uh, 
curious? No, oh. no, no. She was able to really. She was able to tell me something that she wouldn't didn't feel like she was able to tell me before. So she had was tripping on acid. <laughs> and, um, oh my god! Did she go to AC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she and, ended up in a dumpster. And she ended up in a dumpster oh looking for something, and wow. she was embarrassed to say anything sure. to me about that. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's hearing, amazing. Yeah. She says yeah. the only way she was able to get through is that she went she went into Delco and smoked a park bench. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor mom. Right. <laughs> and and I, I want to point this out uh, here because Marissa had stated something uh, to this effect, and I just got this text that says, hey, I'm friends with the family. Now the trolls uh, have come out uh, and attacking the mother for doing this fraudulently. Um, so shut up. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. pretty much all I can say. Shut up. Just this, listen. This, oh, so. this little girl's been through a ridiculous amount, more so than you, I would imagine, or most of us have ever in their lifetime. And if if trolls have an issue, if they think the mother did this on purpose, or if they think it's frivolous to go to a news station when you've lost a toy, um, shut up. I mean, yeah. come, come on. This is you know, this is this, this is a parent trying to do what is the right thing to do for their child. And a news station doesn't have to cover a story like that if they don't want to. They did it out of the kindness of their own hearts. I just reflexively now, you just ignore it. Just ignore it because it's it, this. I understand. There are people who are simply motivated by a drive to be contrarians and do that. So you can have the most benevolent, most benign, most wonderful, most inspiring story and someone and it's not, and the worst part, well, there's so many bad parts to it, but so many times it's just predicated on a simple desire to, to F with people and to take something and do that. Now, listen, we, you Part know, of that or, or you're a douchebag. Yeah, you know, I mean, well. that, that's it. I mean, and yeah. so intrinsically someone who would do that is a douchebag. Everyone's entitled to opinions, but honestly, you know, ignore it. The ignore it thing is, <clears throat> I, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's it's tough for a 10, 12, 13-year-old to probably sure, sure. To do that. Yeah, yeah, you've so got to develop that muscle. That's why I kind of wanted to, to yeah. go ahead and, and, and address that and say that yeah. and, 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 you know. There's always going to be people on, like that. Talking yeah, about and, a sick kid here. Yeah, And on. I don't necessarily think pressing your messages to the people that are, you know, are trying to ignore it, but more so to the people that are the perpetrators here. Oh, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's up. precisely. So you, you don't have Ease to do up. that. You, you don't. I mean, you don't always have to. And I think post what you're things. saying, Preston, yeah. is also that you, you can get a lot of relief through LSD as well. Probably yeah. we learned yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a dumpster, dumpster diving in AC <laughs> is a good option. And, and also, uh, I'm sure you got your own problems. Work on those. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Work on those, and and not this other, this other problem. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, this stems off of of something that Kathy had mentioned because we were talking about. Uh, finding something or having something returned to you, uh, and you had a story, uh-huh. I think, to share, Kathy? Oh. Yes. So a friend of mine, uh, I was talking to her yesterday, and uh, she has a, I think he's four, and he was at preschool, and so they still take naps at, at preschool, and so he brings his blankie to preschool with him, uh, so for, you know, when the kids lay down to take a nap, they're a little more comfortable. So the teacher uh, brought the son out in car line, and she's, she goes, um... So during nap time, uh, so and so, the kids, she says, the kids name, when he went to take a nap, he uh, pulled these out of his blanket and said, what are these? It was her underwear. Her oh, panties. man. So oh I guess God. she had washed the blanket and it got stuck, you know, caught up in the blanket and he brought her underwear And to you school. said over the cooch part, it said, it. insert Stop. me here. No, no, it didn't. Oh, well, it was those. Yeah, those kind. The specials. Yeah. Oh. 
She just said, because the, the teacher was like, uh, he brought your underwear to school, and she just kind of, like, grabbed it and, like, you know, crumpled <laughs> it up. So she goes, I didn't even know. I couldn't even see. I couldn't think. I couldn't hear. She said she didn't even know. She goes, was it a thong or was it my granny panties? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. Teacher, yeah. A question, though. With the teacher, is the teacher male? No, it was a female. Okay. All yeah. right. I was going to say, could you imagine? <laughs> I thought these smelled like you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, it is so easy for that underwear, uh, especially of that nature, whatever nature of something that's a little more diaphorous, to get caught up in laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, easily. Think, that could I, easily happen. I think I the story. teacher probably should have just tossed them. And because well, sa- so you save so the embarrassment. She said that she's um, known this woman for a number of years. This is her third child. I think all of the kids may have gone through the same. <laughs> preschool so I, that's and she told yeah. me that she goes i don't because she was sort of thinking the same thing well so if you guys recall uh, at the end of the summer i had i'd gone out to dinner with my family down the shore and i found what l- i thought was a vibrator on the floor and yeah. i picked it up and i gave it to the woman i said hey this is a little embarrassing this, i think this fell out of your purse your vibrator <laughs> on the floor yeah. and as it turns out i got an email from somebody that said it was indeed lipstick i'm like wow that was weird looking lipstick um but in hindsight i feel like i should have just picked it up and threw it away let and, it go and let it go yeah. and i and i didn't i think you can go over this no. excuse me ma'am i, I think you'd this this is the device you use to pleasure yourself. I think it fell out of your pocketbook. <laughs> you may want to check in there if you have things like Benoit balls or anal beads as well. They might have spilled out. Uh, I do have an unintended uh, underwear story, and I don't, I don't know if there would be any others that, that people might share where underwear has ended up in the hands of someone else. And actually, these didn't end up in the hands, but I was... <laughs> This is, oh no! This is ages ago. Uh, I was uh, I went to the grocery store after a night of heavy drinking, <laughs> uh, and I guess we needed something. I mean, we needed milk or whatever it was. So I go to the grocery store, and I'm wearing my pajama bottoms. I know Kathy, don't even start. But it was it was <laughs> a hungover day, problem. right? So and I'm standing in the checkout aisle. And I, something feels weird on my leg. Aww. And I'm checking out, and I look down, and I guess I had. When I had originally taken <laughs> off this pair of yeah. pajama pants, yep. I'd taken off my underwear as well, yeah. and they were still in there when I put them on, and I didn't know, and they had fallen out the pant leg. Dude, I had the same exact thing in the grocery oh, store. Same exact thing, except it was it was warm up pants. It was sweatpants. So I had that, and I and I was hiking. Thank God I was out. I was hiking in the in the woods, and, I, and I'm walking, and I'm like. And I'm like, oh, I must have stepped on something, and, that, and, and, and it's trailing yeah. along with me. Your it was underwear. underwear coming out of the... Like, what? <laughs> Did you pick it up, Preston? Yeah, I picked it up. I stuffed it in my pocket real yeah. quick, but yeah. I was like, oh, you idiot. What <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> it happens when you're just when you're folding laundry. I mean, you just bring yeah. stuff upstairs, and like, you know, the, the, especially with women's underwear uh, that you've been wearing earlier in the day, for example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but just like when you when you... Are, you know, they, they it's just time a- to have fun. <laughs> it just attaches itself to everything, and then you know you have to like physically separate it. So if you're doing a lot of laundry, I can see this happening really easily with your friend, Cass. Jason came home with one of my socks once. He was like, "This yeah. was in my shirt," you know. So haha. But if it was underwear, do you know be- that happens a lot actually? In, and and the, uh, if you have an apartment building where there is a shared yeah. uh, laundry, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. that happens oh, yeah. very often. Here's a text from somebody says, "I'm a preschool teacher, and this happens all the time." Really? <laughs> yeah, because I guess the kids may take a blanket with them yeah. because you're doing naps, right? Yep, yep. And the underwear will end up in there. 
Uh, there was another one. Uh, where did it say? Oh, yeah, my son pulled a tampon and panty liner out of his backpack <laughs> oh, in preschool. Man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So that does happen, I guess. But, wow. Uh, yeah, well, whatever you're into for lunch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. I'm going to go to Allie on the phones. Hi, Allie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Great, Allie. What's up? So um, my boyfriend, we've been together seven years now, but it was like, I guess, the first two years of dating. We dropped the kids off. He has an ex-wife. He has three kids. The youngest, he was probably like, I don't know six or seven and he they get home and um he pulls out my underwear from his uh pants because we send him home with the same clothes and my it was a song that was stuck in his pants and they called us and i'm like just throw it out (laughs) just throw it away i don't even know what it's like oh god so you believe casey's method is if you if you happen to be a teacher or something and you discover a situation like this just throw throw them them away Exactly. Yeah, save the embarrassment. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> Thanks, Allie. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. have a good All right. one. Let me let me go to this because uh, Courtney's kind of freaking out. Hi, Courtney. Good morning. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I just got into my car and heard you guys as I'm like second guessing myself because I swear I just saw my underwear in the parking lot of CVS. <laughs> <laughs> you saw your underwear in the parking lot of CVS. <laughs> to get a mobile order uh, to go to work, and <laughs> they were definitely in my path of walking into the store. Uh, yes. <laughs> we were mine. Oh, and I just left them there, because definitely people were sitting in their cars, so... Yeah. Kiss those goodbye. <laughs> it's okay. It's my underwear. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't believe you guys are talking about this right now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so it must happen more frequently. I, I you know, uh, yeah, because That's it, funny. It, it's funny. Thanks. Yeah. I, <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm at the weird stage as far as underwear. Uh, oh, uh, I know. What generally goes say. is uh, your son's under. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me too. It's weird. I've got two boys in the house who are essentially adult size. And sometimes you forget whose underwear is whose because they... Now, my wife has now told me I'm going to exclusively buy you Tommy John underwear. Oh. Right. So you... Because I you know love those. Yeah, and you know yeah. that's yours. And I will know that those are mine. Because there are some that are... We have a variety of brands that we brought over the years. And I'll forget. I'm like, are these mine? I don't really know. Right, and yeah. We did that at home with us. I, I, I'm solely wearing Lane Bryant bra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's smart. So because yeah. do you ever have that case where you show up yep. and you're wearing your wife's bras? Yeah. I um I don't. I, I My laundry it does not get mixed in with anybody else's anymore. You do it separately. I do all of my laundry separately because I can't stand wearing unmatching socks. Yeah. And when my laundry gets mixed up with other people, the, the socks get, you know, kind of tossed all over the place. I did the Preston thing a few years ago, <laughs> or last year, where you buy all the same pairs of socks. Throw out any unmatching pairs. Yeah. Don't don't keep the ones that don't match anymore. Dart over. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, But because my socks are always matching, I noticed my wife started wearing my socks all the time. So she would go into my closet where my all my stuff is. Oh, my God. And she would, I'm like, dude, you, you're wearing my socks. She's like, yeah, well, well. Thing, thing. I buy. I bought her literally for Christmas. 76 pairs of socks. 
I bought her, <laughs> and I go, don't you ever wear my socks I again. Can, I hear you. Yeah. I, 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 it drives me crazy wearing unmatching socks. That's the best Christmas present ever. Uh, oh, Seven and there were, there were four different gifts, you know? Like, so one was a gift bag. Yeah, one was like a, a, a shoebox full they of socks. They rammed all differently. Yes. Oh, yes. that's great. That's genius. Casey, nice job. Thank I you. bought 40 foam rubber cowboy hats. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah. Same right. kind. Nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, Steve, going back to the, uh, the shared lawn, yeah. Uh, this guy, this poor guy says, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me because she found another girl's thong in my wash. I was using a laundromat at the time oh, and man. had no oh, idea where they came from. Yeah, that's sure. A, that's a t- Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And uh-huh. that's the reaction, but it can de- happen. <laughs> that's a tough one to defend, right? Yes, it is. How sure. do you explain that? I don't know where the hell that came from. Oh, yeah, sure. I remember I, one time- I, I, I Listen, I've... I've been, you know, I've, there were year, points in my life where I was a bachelor for, you know, years. And I remember finding in my laundry a child's bib. I'm like, and I don't know where that came from. Did I feel a baby? This is not laundry oriented, but one time Rochelle got in my car and there was like cherry chapstick that I would have, I don't use chapstick mm-hmm. at all. It was yeah. in my car and yeah. she's like, hmm, hmm, where'd this come from? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I have no freaking idea. Try opening up the trunk of your car and there's a dead woman in there having to explain that. That I don't know! That message came through text. I have no idea who it is, but immediately he's lying. Yes, right? Honestly, that's no... There there are certain things you can't... No matter how much you protest and, and decry your... Your your innocence, people just go, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, don't you sure it was check the washer or and or dryer before you put your clothes in I there? Mean, yeah, course. but sometimes. I mean, especially if you're using a community Dude, washer dryer. Case I've stuff had, I've had can stealthily yeah. hide behind yes. one of those little yep. paddle things in the dryer. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's it, true. It just happens. I'm going to go to, let me go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank Woo. you, Lisa. What's up? Uh, so this was years ago. My boyfriend and I at the time, we went out with some friends, and I had just met these friends. And um, so we had a few drinks, so we decided not to drive home, spent the night at their house. So the next morning, you know, we're getting dressed and everything, and I can't find my underwear. So I'm, like, freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God. We, like, tore the room apart, and I had a cat. I'm like, oh, my God, what if the cat took my underwear? I'm like, he's like you think the cat took the... I'm like, who knows? You know, it's, it's gone. Yeah. So, all right, whatever. You're going to have to call them later find out you know if they find it it's embarrassing but whatever so we go to breakfast and we're talking we're like oh my god where the hell could it be and so anyway we go our separate ways he goes home his parents come over in the morning and they're talking <laughs> and everything so uh, i get a phone call like an hour later he calls me up he's like yo i found your underwear i'm like oh my god where were they he's like they're around my neck <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> Stop. excuse what? me Your underwear was around his neck. What? Around Why did he put him around his neck? Uh, it was a wild night. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Lisa. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so funny. I love it. <laughs> Did you ever see the, the movie it. Preston, uh, A Guide for the Married Man? Three no. years ago, Uh-oh. Jane Mansfield. You remember how like busty she was? Big time, yeah. Right. So she, and the, the thing is never have a, a, an affair at your house. So they're, you know, the 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 guy and and Jane Mansfield are, are getting ready. The wife is out of town, blah blah blah, and the, she can't find her bra, Jane Mansfield, and 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 so he, he's like, 
Oh no! And and so what happens is it's lost in the house, and he knows it's there somewhere, and eventually it's going to be found, and he eventually has to be put into an asylum because he knows there's no way she's going to confuse it for hers. Okay, but there's that kind of thing where, yeah. where is it? Where is it? I'm going to go to Rachel next. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Rachel? So uh, uh, several years ago, my husband called me when he was at work. He's like, do you have a pair of yellow panties? And I'm like, um, yeah, probably. He's like, so I have them here. I'm like, why do you have them at work? He said, well, <laughs> apparently they got static cling to the inside of my shirt. And one of his coworkers was like, hey, what's on your shirt? And pulled my panties out of his uh, Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Static cling, yeah. man. That's mm-hmm. the demon. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can and you won't even know. Yep. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> yep. Sure. Appreciate it. Uh, is Meredith bringing Gilbert Godfrey in today? Should be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because she oh, said that I see her. Uh, she, she, she just walked by the Xfinity oh, Lounge. Yeah. She oh my said, gosh, she's got panties hanging off. <laughs> no, she said that one of her uh, oldest son, when he was little, he came home from preschool with her bra. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, and, must have been bring your bra to work. Uh, have her come in there. here, Meredith. Yeah. Come in here. Uh, we'll, we'll, Marissa will talk to Gilbert and give him a place to sit down. Maybe he's got a panty store. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, Meredith. We need to hear this uh, in person because I'm curious as to was this uh, was this Maddie, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Hi. Yes. So Matthew went to school, and then when I picked him up, uh, he came home and he's like, "Mom, this was." He held up my my bra. So again, the blanket. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And it's got to be static cling. It's got to be the culprit. He's like, all the kids are laughing. (gasps) Oh. Uh, Was it a sexy bra or just a regular bra? I think it was just a. Well, okay. why don't they just have kids bring in their mother's underwear and cut, cut to the chase? <laughs> right, right, right. My friend said... Avoid the embarrassment. My friend who this happened to, um, she said her son held the underwear up and was like, Mrs. So-and-so, what is this? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, cat- Those are crotchless pants. <laughs> That's too, so your daddy can have better access to your mom's genitalia. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kathy, what is worse, sexier underwear or granny panties? Uh, I think granny panties. Yeah. Really? Uh, I think sexy like, underwear, right? Would be worse to be discovered, you yeah, mean? Yeah. Okay. No, wouldn't you rather be sexy than somebody thinking well, you're wearing kids, like... for kids, though? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's, all oh, the, right. I okay. found this riding crop <laughs> and this gimp mask. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go next to AJ. I think this is back to the accidentally, you know, underwear getting mixed in that's not yours into your laundry. AJ, good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, you're doing good, man. What's up? Hey, so one of the idiots I grew up with on Facebook, he posts a picture of, like, two black pairs of BBDs, and he proceeds to excoriate his girlfriend for cheating on him because he found these BBDs in his uh, in his laundry. Okay. The girlfriend then comments, you moron, we live in an apartment with shared laundry. This is probably somebody else's stuff mixed in. I proceeds to break up with them on the Facebook. Wow. Page. So oh, as opposed to going directly to her, he thinks he's going to, you know, do this. Call her out public publicly. Thing. Yeah. And uh, came back to bite him in the ass. Sounds like the relationship probably wasn't going to last anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, thank you for the entertainment on Facebook. All right. <laughs> to Kathy's Thanks, point, man. though, uh, you know, again, you uh, a lot of people will reflexively go, yeah, right. Liar. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, let me go to, yeah, here we go. <laughs> let me go to John. Hey, John, how you doing? <laughs> Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Well, it was weird yesterday. My son came home and said, uh, Dad, uh, these aren't mine. <laughs> and um, they're my mom's panties. 
<laughs> and they're on my dresser right now, and they have to go back to her today. She where where up. was he when he found the underwear? Uh, he was Show yeah, and tell. in the lunchroom with a bunch of his uh, girl oh, friends. God. So where did he, where, were they Were they stuck to his shirt? Where, where Was it in his lunch pail? <laughs> What's the no, deal? No, they, they were in the bottom of his, like his sweat. Oh, but, okay. uh, but he wears shorts underneath his sweat. Uh-huh. He's like, man, these shorts feel like bottom me. <laughs> and he reached, like, he opens up his sweatpants and looks down and he goes, what the hell is this? <laughs> Who's Angela Lansbury? So technically, he was wearing his grandmother's underwear. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, are you serious, bro?" And he's like, "Yeah, Dad." I'm like, uh, "Okay, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll take it back." To oh my God. God! Yeah, I forgot to put the cup of drawers in there. Wow. That's wow, yeah. great. Thanks, John. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. Turns out it was grandpa's underwear. Wow. Uh, let me see who's up next. I will go to, let me go to Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. Hey, guys, what's the word? Yeah, bud. It's Bird. Yeah, it's Bird. <laughs> uh, what's your story, man? Hey, I got a quick story. I was, uh, I, I work overnight, so I come home in the morning and I put my dog out for a few minutes. Uh, and this is over, over the summertime. Um, I put my dog out, and apparently he learned to hop the fence in my backyard and was out front running the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I was just about to get in the shower, and I see the dog running around out front with one of my neighbors trying to corral him. So I run back to my bedroom and grab my shorts that I went to. I just took off, uh, grab them off the top of the, the, the hamper. So I put them, I, I just grab them, put them on, run out front real quick to try and get the dog. And at this point, there's like two or three neighbors that's trying to grab them. So I grab them, go back in the house, and my older son says, hey, Dad, look down. So I look down, and I'm wearing underwear on the outside of the <laughs> 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 They were both gray, so I didn't really notice. And... I'm like, oh my god! And you would think one of my neighbors would say something. Nope. No, oh, I love. Well, maybe it. they thought you're like a trendsetter that this is the new thing. <laughs> I guess, but yeah. sure enough, it came up about two months later at a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, of course. You gotta it. wait. You gotta set the trap. Wearing her underwear outside <laughs> of your clothes. Uh, that's it. That reminds me in the movie Splash, the uh, the secretary that works where they work. She had been struck by lightning right, at one right. point. <laughs> And she would always wear her bra on the outside of her. Didn't the assistant principal do that too in Greece? I that I don't know. I think it was no, it wasn't the same actress, but or maybe it was. Do you remember I'm in sure. the movie Bananas when the uh, the political leader took over? There was the coup, and he the, the new rule was that you had to wear your underwear on the outside. Oh no! Yeah. All right, let me go to Ray. Ray, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. Hey, morning, guys. You guys hey. rock. All right, thanks, man. What's up? All right, so short story. A little about eight years ago, I was. Uh, over at my girlfriend's parents' house, and uh, I left a hoodie there. And uh, her mom ended up washing it. Next time I came over, uh, we went outside. I smoked cigarettes at the time, so we were outside, smoked a cig. I had that hoodie on, put the cigarettes in my pocket. I feel something clock. So I pull it out. It ends up being this pink song. And uh, I look at my girlfriend. I say, "Hey, look! Uh, one of your songs must have got caught in the, caught up in my pocket in the laundry." And she just stares at me. She's like, "That's not mine." Oh. And I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> who is it then? And she, she's like, well, you tell me. And I'm like, well, she, I don't know. But uh, she she has an older sister that lived with her. And 
ended up that it was hers. She oh, you banged her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, I happened to be banging her sister, sister at the time. Okay. Yeah. But again, see, so there you go. Thanks. That's Ray. a tough one to come back from. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, press. You know, like when we go golfing. Uh, if you hit a bad shot, I would throw out a tampon down. I'd say, hey, you dropped something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a funny gag would be you go out and buy the biggest pair of underwear that you can possibly find. All right. And then just have those on you just on the off chance. <laughs> you know, like you're at a party or something like that. You're like, dude, what is that like on the back of your shirt? <laughs> 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 That's not a yeah. bad idea. Uh, I'm going to go next to Dave. Dave, good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, this is, uh, happened about five or six years ago, and uh, that on a Saturday morning doing errands. And uh, my wife and I have our, our dry-cleaning basket and our laundry bag right next to each other, and laundry always ends up in the dry-cleaning bag. So I'm in the dry-cleaners. And I reach in, I'm pulling out stuff, and I see a pair of my wife's panties, so I grab them, I put them in my coat pocket. Well, the next stop was the auto store, so I go up to the counter, I have my stuff, I reach in my pocket to pull out my wallet, and the panties come flying out right (laughs) out of the counter. He's like, dude. <laughs> I can't break that. Exactly. <laughs> kids at the time were like nine and ten years old. And they're like, Dad, what's that? And your mommy's panties on the counter in the auto store. It's okay. Oh, These are just my sniffing panties. That's <laughs> phenomenal. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate All right. it. Dave! All right. Let me get one last call because Mike's been on hold for a long time and I want to go to him. Hey, Mike, you are on the air. Good morning, sir. Am I on the air? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Bear Watch. Um, hey guys, what's going on, um, buddy? Yeah, I was I was with this girl in high school, and we were in our we were in her driveway. She had this big standard white poodle uh, named Moose, and there was some like trees alongside the driveway, like a wooded area. Mm-hmm. So the dog goes in there. We weren't really paying attention, but the dog starts yelping really loud. So we had to find the dog. And he jumps back out into the driveway, and he's got something hanging out of his butt. So we're chasing the dog all around the driveway. We finally catch it. And uh, my girlfriend, she grabbed whatever it was and pulled it out of the dog's butt. Originally, she wasn't going to tell me, but it turns out it was her underwear. Yeah. The dog had eaten it. Dogs will do that, man. Yeah. Dogs, we've talked. We've had this subject of dogs will eat underwear. They'll eat tampons. They'll eat all of that I've stuff. had to pull things out of my dog's butt because he can't pass it's it. It's the joy of being a pet owner. Yeah, Thanks, buddy. Mike. Yep. And that's a whole conversation. We've definitely yep. done that before. I, I said last call, but hang on. It says great story. All right. So let me go to that. I'm going to go to Jimmy, and then we're going to wrap it up. Hey, Jimmy, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, so it says here you got a great story. Yeah, I got a pretty good one, man. It, right. it was crazy. So what happened was uh, I'm a single uh, father. I have a daughter, and um, I'm, I have a girlfriend. So she's over at the house on, like, a Saturday morning. I'm doing laundry. I pull out the clothes, go into the living room. I'm starting to fold them up. And um, I saw a pair of panties in the uh, in the pile. So it took be funny. I took them, threw them on my head. So my girlfriend's in the kitchen. She kind of looks over at me and gives me this really strange look, and she goes, um... They're your daughters. It was a total mind blow. Cracking up about it. It was pretty funny, but I couldn't get those things off my head fast enough. I know. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. messed it's up. Funny. Man. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it. All right. Well, very. In line between romantic love and incest. Listen, I had no idea how many 
preschoolers, actually, after <laughs> Kathy had given us the initial story because all the texts were coming in. Preschool teachers have seen that a lot, Kath, where the I underwear bet. has come in with... Uh, with whatever they're bringing in, with it, with the kids are wearing. Do you think it would behoove most uh, preschool teachers to have a, a lost and found underwear box? Maybe <laughs> just go rooting through <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. see what you can these. find. Wow, interesting. All right, well, thank you for the stories. We appreciate that. We're going to take a break because the one and only Gilbert Gottfried is indeed here. The man saw him in the Xfinity Lounge, and he will be here in our studio in a moment because he's uh, going to be appearing at Helium Comedy Club tonight and Friday and Saturday. Not only Gilbert coming up next, we'll have your chance to win uh, five hundred bucks as well if you watched Doctor Oz yesterday. We have a watch him, so we have a question about that show. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. The shows are selling out for our next guest, so you better get tickets right away because the Saturday 7 p.m. show is sold out from what I understand at Helium Comedy Club. There's a 10 o'clock show. He's also performing tonight at 8 and tomorrow 7.30 at 10 p.m. And we have a special music intro, I think, to bring him on board with. So here we go. Oh, it's the Fresh Beat Band theme song. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey is here with us this morning. We figured we'd jump to the chase and bring up the Fresh Beat Band first. Now, now are they all dead now? I think they all died in a plane crash. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, yeah, oh you know. They Brett, seem, they, they're like gone. What's happened? It, well, we were just talking, I was off air, I was talking about what a fan I am of your amazing Colossal podcast and about those those people who, you know, like they're, they they had their moment and then, they're, you know, their their stars maybe passed a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you bring up a point. What's going on with the Fresh Beat Band? Oh, I mean, I you know. I, I think they're at that point where I can have <laughs> you them on the podcast. Show. Yeah. <laughs> have Kiki on the show. Uh, uh, to see how far back they can remember. Oh I always God. love looking at, like, people from shows that we watch. And, you know, where are they now? What's the status? And it's a, it's a bummer now as you start to see. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Buck Henry just passed, you yeah. know. Yeah. Thankfully, we had him on the show. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just, uh, like about a day ago, uh, did a special uh, uh, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal podcast where it was an in memoriam. Yeah, yeah. And we were naming all the people who died this year. And it, it freaks you out, too, because it's there, you know, I guess we, we always have these people locked in our minds. Like, you know, like the fact that Larry Storch is still alive and out of uh, It was his birthday yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was yeah. like, what? He's like a thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It blows your mind. But yeah. does, it, does it still catch you off guard? Because we that's just the way we naturally are. We tend to lock these people at that time when we knew them. And oh, we just assume they're always that way. You yeah. Know? It, it, well, it's just like if someone said, Oh, you know the guy you uh, sat next to in the third grade <laughs> just came in. You'd expect to see a kid, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. a bizarre thing. Yeah, because it just—it's like your mind rings up the photo. It's like it hits a button, <laughs> or it's—or it's like these old actresses that you are really horny about. Oh yes, my God. the ones that you used to masturbate on. <laughs> yes, and. And so they say the the name, and then the picture comes up in your head, 
And you go, oh, wow. And then you go, oh, wait, wait a minute. Exactly. Yeah. That, that now what I'll do is I'll search, you know, so-and-so's name and then put the word today in or now. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you're, you're like trepidatiously waiting I to hit know. the button like, what's this going to be? Uh-huh. Uh, totally not acknowledging that we're all falling apart as of well. Of course. Yeah, because we're, yeah, we're, yeah, that's, we're just that's, as hot as ever. Yeah, yeah that's, but, that's, forget it. That's, right, right. Uh, what a mess we always were, but we assume that they're, you know, oh my God, what a wreck. I did that with the, uh, you remember the Lander sisters? Oh, of Judy, course, yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were like TV sex pots yeah. for the longest time. Love boat perennials. And, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's that's a horrible thing. Well, you you had um, uh, a woman on your podcast recently, I believe that that we had in the studio, uh, who's still lovely as ever. It was uh, Mary Lou Henner. She's freaking yeah. awesome, and yeah. she has the photographic memory, autobiographical, right? ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's something scary, yeah. kind of memory. She can re- she can remember date. Uh, everything. Yeah, she you give a com- her a date, and yeah. she'll go, oh, yeah, I woke up at uh, 8 o'clock that morning. I was wearing a red scarf. Yeah. I was, <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I mean, and she she's, first off, she's always been, you know, a, a, a beautiful woman. But, I mean, it's, it's uncanny. The thing that when we had her on that you have to entertain with that gift, which is kind of a gift, she can also remember every horrific thing in detail, whereas time allows us to sort of let a lot of that pass and we'll forget it. Yes. It's, it, she recalls it as, as as if it just happened. I don't know which I'd rather have. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> Completely yeah, sucks. Yeah, because bad things happen and then you eventually live with it. Yeah. With her, it, where she's like a character out of a Stephen King novel. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like really scary. Like yeah. the, uh, the Dead Zone. You got to play. Now, I think you've played. Hitler twice now, right? Yes. You got to play Hitler for the second for, for time. For anyone out there who's keeping count. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I didn't know he played Hitler in what uh You you play I think it was, it was I remember you playing it in a, it was in a, a horror movie. movie Highway like, to Hell. Like a comedy horror movie, right? Yeah, yeah, which uh I it was that was one of those scenes that was funnier <laughs> To just see the credits, Gilbert Gottfried is <laughs> right. Hitler, than the scene. Whenever I see the scene, I say, yeah, I wish that was funnier. Yeah. Uh, but then I did it again. Uh, Jeff Ross uh, did his historical roast. Which right. is a lot of fun. Yeah. I didn't know how that show would play out when I initially just saw it described. It's pretty freaking funny. Yeah. So it was, uh, I was Hitler <laughs> roasting Anne Frank. <laughs> <laughs> And he he asked me to do it. Oh I said God. yes immediately. Right, right, right up my. And and uh, Jeff Ross always says that he called me and I said yes before he got out. Lur, <laughs> <laughs> you just would have had hit. You had him in hit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I saw one one reviewer uh, liken it to uh, Daniel Day Lewis's Lincoln. So uh, you know, <laughs> and I played Lincoln. In in uh, a million ways to die in the West, uh, what, I was able to. That's right. Yes. What do you think of that movie? By the way, I happen to think that's a a, a really fun movie. I I I know what he was going for. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane's movie, and 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 it's uh, I think it's a solid movie. Yeah. I I got laughs out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you had what I think it was sort of a, a, the heir apparent to Blazing Saddles, and in a way, and you had the screenwriters, some of the screenwriters of Blazing Saddles on your podcast. Uh, yeah, 
We had them on the podcast. Uh, what did they say? Uh, you know, because that's I, I jump in and like I jump around when I'm listening to you. Know, I I because I, I, I joined late and now I'm, I'm catching up. But um, any any insight into Blazing Saddles? Because it's, I think it stands as one of those movies that could only be made when it was made. Uh, yeah, like uh, Mel uh, Mel Brooks said, it couldn't be made nowadays. Right, right. And uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. They had some very funny stories about it. I like when uh, when you show up unexpectedly and, and on another Seth MacFarlane uh, project, The Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was an episode where. Uh, there was just the, nobody could have indicated at all that Gilbert Gottfried was going to be on the episode, but it was a, a dog whistle that nobody could hear, uh, yeah. and it, it was your voice that only Brian could hear. And and I just I laughed out loud. I it was howlingly funny, and, and it was you yelling at Brian. Yeah. And so have, are you friends with Seth, or did you just yeah, call I, you in from time to time? Uh, I you know I'm he's called me for stuff. Um, he's got to he's got to be a, like a, a an Uber fan of yours. I guess because yeah. he called me. I did this also. This uh, thing he did called uh, Cavalcade of Comedy. Yeah, yeah. And and they did a sketch. They did a cartoon sketch, uh, sex with Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> and he thought I'd be good for the Gilbert Gottfried part. That's good. She nailed it. Yeah. And and it's funny with. I that was the dog whistle was my second time on Family Guy. The first time I was a horse. Okay. <laughs> and and I remember when they asked me uh to come back, I said, "Yeah, of course." And of course, you know, you're when you have an agent, they have to look for stuff that they can fight about and to show <laughs> they're doing their job. <laughs> right. And uh so they said, "Well, you know, there's a law we found that you have to approve of your characterization, uh, how the way they draw you in the cartoon. That I, exists? Which I never heard. And I said, last time I was there, it was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> how, what am I going to prove? You know, yeah. it, it's like, gee, can you make the mane a little uh, smoother? <laughs> you know? I want the tail to be a little longer on that horse. Uh, Gilbert, about the, the voiceover work that you do, and I, I can't imagine that anybody ever would. Has, <laughs> has they ever tried to cast you other than you, other than being that distinctive voice, that distinctive delivery that you have, or any acting role to be other than you? You well, know what I mean? that's what gets me is that when they called me to audition, for a commercial or cartoon. Right. And I feel like, what? You don't know what I sound like right now? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. not right. like yeah. a Meryl Streep. <laughs> right, right. And I'm going to do like an accent. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to call you for Darth Vader. You're, you're not like, a, you know, it, it, you, you, your voice is your voice. They're, yeah. They want Gilbert Gottfried yeah. as. What about as uh, Jared Kushner when you do that with um, oh, yeah. John Oliver? Yeah, I've been on John Oliver's show a few times where they dub my voice <laughs> as Jared Because yeah. nobody ever hears Kushner speak, yeah. so they figured, why not use Gilbert? <laughs> it's pretty freaking funny. Oh, uh, so, so I, I wanted to ask you because you, you know, and bringing up the point of the of the animation, you've obviously Aladdin and all that stuff. You were in SpongeBob. I'm not familiar with this rat bastard on karate tortoise. Is that something you did? Uh, I 
don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. And but... then Ratley at Hassel at the Castle. Does that sound even familiar? I was. You know, some of the. It's it's weird because sometimes it could be something I've done that I forgot. Okay. Or but a lot of times when you look stuff up on the internet, there's a million things where I go I never I never did that. that. Yeah. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've been uh, that uh, credit you've gotten that you know you didn't do? Oh God, I've been in a few things. I I like. Uh, uh, but I I don't know because we're big fans, see. and I saw those. I'm like, what what are those? I remember one. I did a voice for a movie. Yeah, for one character in it, and and they didn't wind up using my voice in it. Uh, but I wound up getting a residual check for a penny. <laughs> really, from the movie, a penny. Yeah, the paper it was written on cost more than <laughs> the check was worth. And yeah, they and 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 so I put it in a frame. And I put this uh, Chinese fortune underneath it that said, your talent will be recognized and suitably rewarded. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, when you were doing the Aladdin stuff and you were like like a, you know, a Disney sort of sweetheart, knowing you and your material and all that stuff, was that a weird tightrope to walk? Uh, I, I well, I always say my career walks the tightrope <laughs> in between early morning children's programming and hardcore porn, <laughs> <laughs> and and then it's like even there, even there, yeah. There was they made it into a TV series for a while, yeah, Aladdin, and there was one part where <laughs> they're the they're all being chased by a tiger, yeah, and uh, the parrot says. Hurry up. He's going to eat us like kitty chow. And perfectly clean line, yeah. funny kitty yeah. chow. And and one woman, they redid the line. They called what? me in to redo the line because one woman complained. She was watching it with her children. And when Gilbert Gottfried yelled <laughs> out, hurry up, he's going to eat us like titty chow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what she, she thought she heard. Yeah, yeah, that's like a snack for breasts. It <laughs> doesn't, doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Oh, and on SpongeBob, yeah. I don't know if we could say it on the air, but you'll click. Well, yeah, okay. And they could figure out what it would have been anyway. <laughs> I I wasn't even trying to be funny. Right. It's just the way my mind operates. Uh, my line was, I deliver them a plate of food yeah. in the restaurant, and I say, uh, here's your steaming hot plate of chum. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. 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 Just leave it at yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. It yeah. rhymes with chum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, could drip down someone's chin. <laughs> 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 or it could get in your face. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yes, you can splash chum so, in someone's face. So you, you, you had a flub and you said the other word or you did that on purpose? I, no, total flub. Okay. That, that's how my mind works. <laughs> 
It's like I wasn't even trying. Of course, trying. <laughs> of course you <laughs> see it. It's just a natural. And yeah, it's yeah. like, you yeah, know, it comes out. <laughs> Did it take you a moment to recover from that? Or yeah. Were you, you had to. You would have been losing it. Man. Yeah. There's yeah. A they, then, then they uh, clicked it off and said, no. Chum. <laughs> Just say chum. <laughs> there are legendary oh, outtakes from, from kids' shows. Uh, one, and there was a series I remember. Do you, do you remember the series, The New Zoo Review? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. With the, and, and there was a whole bunch of flubs. It was basically an owl, a hippo, and a, and something else, and a frog, and a frog, Freddy the Frog, mm-hmm. Freddy the frog yeah. yeah. And uh, there's just and there's there's great footage that exists. I don't think it, you don't see much of it these days because you know the sensibility is a little different. Yeah. But when when they had that stuff, it was it was golden. Yeah, they would curse each other out and stuff <laughs> in their outfits. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that. Uh, some a, lo- a number of people are texting in uh, who, in preschool, they remember you as the voice of a smoke detector from fire safety videos. Uh, yes. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, it was one of those uh, PSAs uh, where I was <laughs> Seymour Smoke Detector. <laughs> <laughs> you remember it. Seymour yeah. Smoke Detector. And, and the, here's another weird thing. So I was the voice of the smoke detector. They had an animated smoked someone tells me that Lindsay Lohan is was, in that commercial okay. is she we're looking at it well, right we now in the audience we found the video of it it looks, looks like a hand puppet basically yeah. is a smoke detector there's a redhead there so let's see if we got to see her face it, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's her. That, that it's her. her. It's clearly her. That is her. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and she was on heroin. Yes. <laughs> and so I did I did this commercial for the smoke detector where they even made the face look like me. And, uh, yeah, they did. It's squinting yeah. eyes and everything. Yeah. And then it was a funny commercial. Then I was doing a voiceover at this same place for some cartoon or whatever. <laughs> And I ran into the people who did the smoke detector one. Yeah. And uh, they asked me what I was doing. I told them, and I said, well, what are you uh, recording now? And they said they're doing a new smoke detector one. I said, oh, no one called me about that. And they said, oh, uh, well, we want this one to be more black, hip-hop, <laughs> urban. Okay. And so I figured, okay. Okay, then they got some rapper or something. Uh, so I took that as an excuse. <laughs> and then I said, who did they get? And they said, Jason Alexander. <laughs> what? Because, you know, when you think, uh, you know, the hood. <laughs> uh, that's the first thing you think of. It is Jason, Jason Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, uh, yeah, they, they did match your, your, uh, your look. I saw a picture of you when you first... You just first started doing stand-up, I guess, what were you, like 15, 14, 15? Oh, f- yeah, 15. You look like uh, the, the picture I saw. You look like uh, like a uh, like a uh, Carlos Santana. You had like a yes, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> had a mustache, really, and I, it was the and, wildest and my thing. hair when I let it grow out was like really bushy and curly. Yeah, and uh, how so, long did you keep? Because I I remember you pretty much. I think you're sort of age defined because I remember you kind of always looking at various ways like this. You know, yeah. But yeah, I uh, it, 
That's always scary. <laughs> see, when you see a picture or a tape of yourself from a couple of sometimes it could just be a year. Yeah. And you you look or listen to yourself and go, oh God, that's horrible. It's like yeah. talking about the actresses that grow that get older. You don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Hey, uh, we, have, we have a clip of the smoke detector. Oh, I got to hear it. Okay. Yeah. Be cool about five is this, is this Jason Alexander going to be in this? Yeah, I think he's saying that. Who are you? Seymour Smoke. Smoke detector. <laughs> the more smoke I see, the more noise I make. And I see more smoke coming from that toaster. Oh, oh my God. Thanks for warning us, Seymour. Lindsay Lohan, a young Lindsay oh, Lohan. Yes. Yeah. She was on heroin at the time, you said. Yeah. Wow. And and then if you listen to the rest of the commercial, I say, stay off of hard drugs <laughs> <laughs> and don't start drinking. Oh, and well, and that isn't, that, isn't that, isn't that, so, and also the, the Seymour uh, smoke detector is misleading the children. He's not, he doesn't actually see the smoke, right? He's. Uh, yeah, well, here he has eyes. Oh, okay. okay. Mm. It should be smell the smoke, but <laughs> yeah. But she's on heroin. She wouldn't know. You know, so I worked with Lindsay. Lohan when she was like two or yeah. whatever. And I did an episode of this show, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. And and I, I was me and this little boy in the episode, and the little boy was Ryan Gosling. Wow. Really? Yeah. Do, do these people, do they come back to you with these, do they say, hey, do you remember we worked together? Do you encounter them? Free? Do you? I know I, your fan base is wide. Uh, you yeah. know, I know there's there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, as do we, love you. But uh, does it ever surprise you who's a Gilbert Gottfried fan? Yeah, every it, now and then I think, oh, boy. <laughs> well, it, it always gets me. I'm always happy when it's somebody young. <laughs> oh, 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 go, oh, God. So I'm not, like, totally uh, <laughs> dismissible. <laughs> Uh, you got to sit down, uh, Casey and I are big Steely Dan fans, mm-hmm. so you got to sit down with Donald Fagan uh, backstage at, at a concert. Is this true? Uh, yeah, I ran into him at a party. Yeah. And I was hanging out with uh, Donald Fagan, and then, uh, yeah, he... Uh, cool dude. And, and well, I like to call him one of the Jews of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Steely Dan were the Jews of rock, rock and, and roll. roll. Yeah, they slash. <laughs> um, oh, the Beastie Boys. There yes. you go. Yes. Yep. The yep. Jews of rock. Well, I just I just saw Steely Dan in November, and they had done Gaucho in its entirety. Yeah. And at one point, I was talking about this yesterday. I'm fairly certain, I'm 95% certain that Donald had to take a piss because (laughs) he got up and the band was like, okay, I guess we're just going to kind of vamp here. And it didn't seem like rehearsed. And he got up and he walked off the stage. And then the one guy was like, hey, the drummer. Your name is, and then he like you know went through and started I, naming all. The- I was at the concert. Was that in New York? No, this no. was in uh, in Philadelphia. Okay. Did he do something similar? I I was uh, I I went to the concert in New York, and uh, also at times he just get up <laughs> and walk off the stage. I'm pretty sure he had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, probably yeah, probably it had to be. He's probably gotten a large prostate at this point. Yeah, because I, you know, I thought, you know, I I never saw the Beatles do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
We also read you had a musical guest, uh, Rupert Holmes. Oh, yeah. Earlier this year, who did Escape, the Pina Colada song, right? Uh, yes. He's a, he's a, is he a big, he's a big trivia guy, isn't he? Uh, yes. And I had on, uh, Oh, oh, Loggins from Loggins and yeah. Machine. We were just Kenny talking. Loggins. It was his birthday the other day. Yeah. Love, because here's a guy who's connected to a lot of movie soundtracks. Loggins and Messina was huge. Uh, what, so is he cool? What's he like? Uh, oh, he was he was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always someone. You get someone who you don't know what they're going to be like, and they're fun. Who, who's who's your big, uh, who do you, do you fanboy over anybody? Is there anybody you oh, get? Oh, there, there's a few. Whoa, well, we had on uh, Bruce Stern. Oh, Bruce Stern. Oh, man. And, you know, he's always like, just, he's cool. Yeah. You know, Bruce Stern. And and he's one of those, he were, he's got an, an amazing memory. Yeah. You know, he'll tell you who, like, the assistant director in something he did, like, 50 years ago was. And I remember, oh, he told us a story that he was um, hanging out with uh, Nicholson. Yes. Yeah. The two of them hang out. And he says Nicholson was is a big drug. He, he himself isn't all that much on drugs. And he said, Nicholson, they were hanging out. Nicholson lights up a joint and he puffs on it and wants to hand it to Bruce Stern. And Dern says, oh, no, thank you. And he, uh, Nicholson says, come on, it'll make you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and Dern says, I, I do feel good. <laughs> and so at that point, Nicholson shoves, possibly shoves, the, the joint in Bruce Stern's mouth and goes, feel better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because they were all, yeah, he did that movie with Peter Fonda, um, it, which is where the, the clip from the Primal Scream song uh, comes from. What What is it that you want to do? Yeah. Uh, oh, we had Peter Fonda on the show. Yeah, we, did, we got him in, you know, uh, uh, years back when they were doing the 310 to Yuma. Uh, and uh, he was he was in here. He was exactly what you wanted him to be. It, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember I ran into him in the hallway there uh, before we got on. And he's there with this permanent smirk on yes. his face. Because yeah. you know he's stoned at <laughs> every second. Yeah. So he's got that smirk. And he's and I realized. He's like smiling about stuff that you know. It's say, oh, you know, he's he's smiling, saying, "Yeah, I remember when my father died." And, and it's like <laughs> they, they didn't get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Henry Fonda. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, they're just cool. Who who was the biggest? Who let you down? Who was the person that you just said, "Oh man, they, they were not who I wanted them to be." Oh God, I'll tell you. Who- because <laughs> oh, oh, <man>. uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes they're, 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 you're just like, oh, yeah. Man. There are there are those where you go, ah, damn it. Yeah, I was the, looking forward to. Have, this. have you ever had to scrap an interview just because it was? Uh, it yeah. just wasn't going anywhere. Yes. Okay. The first interview we did uh, was with uh, Professor Erwin Corey. Erwin Corey. You know, people don't remember Professor Erwin mm-hmm. Corey. He he was he was this. Uh, this flustered, yeah, quasi nutty professor yeah. type guy, wear like oversized 
uh, coats and right, right. And sneakers out, and, and and always oh, there was always it always had these bizarre explanations scientifically and, yes. and the molecules and all this thing. Uh, but he was w- w- how old was he when you had him? I, on? I think he was a hundred <laughs> and uh, and and a bad hundred. A bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had him on, and you know it was always funny with him is he was crazy and mixed up right. when he went on stage. And and now when we interviewed him, we went, Oh, he really is crazy. <laughs> right, right. This That's, isn't the funny. You have full blown dementia, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh who's lined up? Any anybody you want to tease on the amazing Colossal podcast? Ooh, I don't know who's um Oh, I I think uh, Eric Roberts is coming oh, on. Uh, we've had him on. Eric's yeah. yeah Eric's nutty in he, a fun way. He's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, he tells stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Well, listen, we got it. We got a break, but I want to I want to set this up. The fact that Gilbert is at Helium Comedy Club. One show tonight, eight o'clock. Friday, seven thirty and ten. Now, the Saturday seven o'clock show is sold out. And that's usually an indicator that the other shows are going to sell out. Yeah, you got to go. Get you your tickets it. now. So there's a ten p.m. show on Saturday. That is the only one. You can go to heliumcomedy.com. Oh, and can I mention? Yeah. I'm also on Cameo. That's Cameo. Right. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Do and we you get can audio? Get, you can do videos and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Custom. Video shout outs. Yeah. I saw, we saw a couple. They, they, there's an intro on the page if you want to check out what he does. But it's, uh, 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 yeah, that, that, that's kind of a cool thing, right? Yeah. See, I'll do anything. <laughs> See, when you start out, you're going, I'm not working with uh, Steven Spielberg. He's a hack. I want to do better than that. Right. And then after a while, it's like, you're on yeah. cameo. You want me to host at a, a gay strip night? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, years ago, Gilbert did one for me here in the studio. Really? It was a guy that I knew who got busted cheating on his wife. And I said, hey, Gilbert, say this for me. And did. He's like, hey, oh Preston tells me you're cheating on your wife. Stop effing around. <laughs> Now you can get that through Cameo. Now you can get it through Cameo. Now you can pay for it. I was ahead of the curve. Uh, It's always great to see you, Gilbert. Enjoy your time in Philadelphia. Oh, thanks. And you don't know where the fresh beat band is. (laughs) We might have somebody stopping by your hotel tonight. I think they're all dead. They may all be dead. All right, Gilbert Godfrey, everybody. Real quick, and Gilbert's wrapping up, but I need to ask a trivia question, and I'm going to do it right now for the Dr. Oz show. It's a watch and win thing, so here is your question from yesterday's show. Dr. Oz discusses the possibility of a bacon shortage in the U.S. Oh, my God. And that's causing bacon lovers everywhere to panic. What country is responsible for affecting our bacon supply? Okay. You had to have seen Dr. Oz yesterday. I got $500 for the right answer. Right answer. We'll start with caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. What country is responsible for the bacon supply issue? We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Huxley. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com, keyword local shots. 
Huxley, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we have been doing this Watch and Win promotion with Dr. Oz and uh, the show. By the way, you can catch uh, weekdays at 2 o'clock on Fox 29. If you watch each day, the following day, we have a question about it. And if you answer correctly, it is worth $500 for you. So uh, the question that I had this morning on yesterday's show, Dr. Oz discusses the possibility of a bacon shortage in the United States. It's causing bacon lovers everywhere to panic. What country is responsible we're affecting our bacon supply. We're starting with caller number 10, and that is James. Hey, James. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Doing great, buddy. Can you tell me what country is responsible for affecting our bacon supply, according to the Dr. Oz show? Uh, it's got to be China. They had to euthanize all those pigs, right? Yeah, China. Yeah! You are correct. Hang on a second. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you $500, my man. Congratulations. Yeah, there's a current swine flu epidemic, uh, which is causing China to look to the U.S. states for their uh, demand, causing uh, a a lack of uh, bacon around here because we're selling all the bacon. So anyhow, you can get a daily dose of the Dr. Oz Show. Each day, Dr. Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, uh, food investigations, celebrity interviews. Watch the Dr. Oz Show weekdays at 2 o'clock on Fox 29. On today's show, which you will want to watch because we'll have a question about it tomorrow, uh, it's a true crime show. Jamie Kloss one year after escaping her captor, how is she doing now? So she was kidnapped and held for 88 terrifying days. Yes, I remember this story. And she's being raised by her aunt and is readjusting to life without her parents. Uh, and his panel will also share the latest updates on how her captor, Jake Patterson, is handling life behind bars and why he recently was moved to a maximum security prison, blah, and so on and so forth. So all those details on there, and uh, we'll have a question about it tomorrow. $500. Very cool. And wow, I wanted I to ma- also mention Preston Gilbert had asked us to hit that he, uh, the Cameo thing, that you can do any, get videos, birthday wishes, whatever, if you want them through Cameo. Gilbert's on that, and GilbertGodfrey.com. So. Yes, he wanted to mention the yeah. website, too. So check it out. We're going to do the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, T. So brought to you this morning by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. Don't miss WMMR's Day Up on the Slopes, January 10th. Live from Jack Frost. Why? That's tomorrow, folks. Mm-hmm. Go to WMMR.com for your discounted lift ticket while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. Well, the man was arrested on Sunday for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend after she complained that his fart, quote, smelled horrible. Wow. Police in Wichita Falls said. The victim told police that she and her boyfriend, Christopher Ragsdale, were at a friend's house when Ragsdale allegedly passed gas. Ragsdale's girlfriend commented on the smell, which is when he grabbed her by the hair, pulled her to the ground, and began choking her. Jeez. This dude was very angry about the fact that his fart smelled. <laughs> Uh, the victim said she could barely breathe but was able to call attention to her friend who was in another room. When the friend showed up, Ragsdale removed uh, himself from his girlfriend. Police were then told that while the friend went to get the keys so they could leave, he proceeded to headbutt her, prompting the friend to separate them and call the police. That makes me rethink their wedding. Yeah, when uh, the police arrived, uh, his girlfriend had a visible red mark around her neck from being choked as well as red mark on her forehead where she was struck. So this dude is... Freaking in, lunatic. Yeah, he's in jail, and he's being held on $10,000 bond. <laughs> Las Vegas Metropolitan Police have released video 
uh, and I've not watched this yet. I need to see this. A 93-year-old man shooting his apartment manager reportedly over water damage. I watched it. <clears throat> he is absolutely emotionless. He's methodical, methodical. right? Methodical. Yeah, that's what I read in this. Uh, in a press briefing, Sheriff Brett Zimmerman unveiled the jaw-dropping footage which showed the nonagenarian calmly walking into the apartment complex manager's office before shooting the helpless man twice. With a Glock. Thomas, uh, who has no criminal history, was reportedly upset his uh, apartment had uh, flooded and blamed management staff, so he brought in a Glock 9mm to help voice his concerns. Uh, Footage shows him walking into the office wearing a black coat and hat and talking to the manager and his assistant. A few moments later, he calmly removes the handgun from his inside pocket, prompting the shocked female assistant to call the police. Unperturbed, Thomas then points the gun at the wall and fires a warning shot. The bullet goes straight through it and through a computer screen on the far side, as a third staff member can be seen in the foreground making a hasty exit. Uh, And then, uh, after allowing the female staff member to leave, he aims the gun at the manager's leg and fires another round, sending him crumpled to the floor. Uh, Like a scene out of a gangster film, Thomas stands over him and lets him writhe around in pain for a few moments before he takes careful aim and fires a second round into his other leg. (sighs) And just seconds later, an armed officer is on the scene screaming at him to drop the gun. The cop fires a round through the glass door, shattering it. And uh, Thomas places his gun on the desk before the officer bursts in and pulls him to the ground, arresting him. I have to say, obviously this is insane, but it yielded one of the best mugshots I've ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, miraculously, the bullet... Oh, my oh God. My... <laughs> we just saw the mugshot. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, does he suffer from dementia? Is he... I, I don't think so, Nick. <laughs> miraculously, the bullet fired by the officer went straight through the lapel of Thomas's jacket but never touched him. He was charged... With attempted murder with a deadly weapon, kidnapping and a dead, uh, with a deadly weapon, and more. Now he, so he's saying he, he, his intent was not to kill and just to make a point. His his exact quote was, "I'll tell you this: the police, uh, uh, he, Thomas, told the police that he would do it again. Yeah. He told the court that he didn't want to kill the victim. Quote, just mess him up a little bit. Yeah, when wow. you shoot someone with a nine millimeter Glock in both legs, that's more than just messing him up a bit. Oh yeah, you can kill him. Easy. Yeah. yeah, a leg shot." Can hit your femoral artery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can do all kinds of nerve damage. It'll permanently, uh, you know, mess you up. All right, one more story, and then we got to wrap things up. Let's go uh, with this one. A uh, woman named Candace Neal, forty-one years old, busted for a felony drug possession when authorities showed up at her house and found her methamphetamine stash cleverly hidden in a <laughs> box that had a label on it that said "dope." Uh, <laughs> She may have been trying to employ reverse psychology. It didn't right. work. An unidentified complainant reported finding the box and called police. When authorities arrived on Saturday, they, they found the box in question, but no Neil. Uh, she was arrested later that night after being uh, found hiding behind a residence. Uh, she's being held on $3,000 bond. She labeled it dope. It's like keeping your porn in a box called boner jams. Yep, and there you go. That's what I have. You remember that in a uh, 40-year-old version? Yes, in the Bizarre File for you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Our lesson question on the way. Let's see if you've been paying attention to that. Trash Music News 2. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Thursday morning, man, we're on the 
Verge of another weekend coming along. A uh, few more opportunities to win some money today. We just gave away $500 a few minutes ago. How about another $1,000 opportunity? Next time we'll be at 11 a.m. with Easy Money. And uh, our friend Mr. Pierre Robert is going to have that opportunity for you. And it happens throughout the day. Uh, 1 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m. are the other times today for your chance to win. Just listen up or get all the information at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Meineke. But we don't want you to miss all these opportunities because anybody could use $1,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, lesson question. Today, we give away a four-pack of tickets. The Wings are going to have their home opener on Friday against the Vancouver Warriors. So, the question we are going to go with, who wrote the theme for the new version? Uh, who, who wrote the new theme song for the XFL, the new uh, season coming up? 215-263-WMMR. What musician wrote the theme for the new version of the XFL it was earlier this morning, 215-263-WMMR. Maybe you're listening. Maybe you know the answer. You should get in touch with us because you just might win, and we're going to do the trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Julianne Hoff and her husband, Brooks Leish, are responding, uh, are, excuse me, are spending some time apart as they work on problems with their marriage. Hoff says the two still love each other the divorce and that this is not the end of the story divorce because they are divorced in this divorce <laughs> for the long haul divorce. Hey! Duchess Meghan Markle uh, and Prince Harry are stepping away from their royal duties and will split their time between North America and the UK. The news apparently caught the Queen off guard as she was overheard saying that bitch be tripping. <laughs> what the f***? <laughs> and finally, Kim and Khloe Kardashian, you would have loved this, Preston, seen taking golf lessons at an ultra-private country club near Calabasas. Oh, wow. Kim apparently had some trouble with a much larger Khloe routinely drove the ball 600 yards <laughs> and often threw other golfers. Okay. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. Thank you, Steve. Just right through them? Uh, just right through them. <laughs> Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, who wrote the theme song for the new version of the XFL? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Tracy. Hey there, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. So who wrote the theme song for the uh, XFL? David Bowie. David yeah. Bowie. Yeah. Hang on a moment, Tracy. We are going to give you a four-pack of tickets. Philadelphia Wings face off against the Vancouver Warriors in their home opener this Friday at the Wells Fargo Center. Experience nonstop action, fun for the whole family, and enjoy dollar hot dogs. You can get tickets at wingslax.com. I shouldn't even follow this up because it would be great for somebody later on today to go, dude, did you hear that David Bowie is the one who wrote the one, the new theme song for the XFL? Yeah, well, you, you were talking about they discovered this older music, and one of those pieces of music was the theme for the XFL. Well, he was a visionary. He yeah. saw what was coming with the uh, the internet and the XFL, apparently. All right, we're going to do music news now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, where are we going to go? Uh, we're going to start with Metallica. How about that? Uh, he, they have pledged $750,000 in Australian currency, approximately $516,000 in American dollars, to NSW Rural Fire Service and the Victoria County Fire Authority to help the victims of Australia's devastating bushfire crisis. Uh, the band said in a statement, We are totally overwhelmed by the news of the wildfire sweeping through millions of acres across Australia. Uh, with major impact in New South Wales and Victoria. The resulting destruction and devastating effects 
on all residents, animals, the environment, and the incredible land in Australia is truly heartbreaking. Please join us in and uh, do whatever you can to assist as we, along with our foundation, all within my hands, are pledging $750,000 to uh, the um, uh, the fire authorities and to aid their relief efforts. So uh, Metallica was scheduled to tour Australia last fall. They had to cancel those shows because, you remember, James Hetfield was admitted into rehab. Yes, and, yes. Um, so they're trying to send some positive vibes and some much-needed assistance. Just some there. harrowing footage coming out of there. Yeah. And one thing I heard yesterday, uh, there was a piece on the situation one of the issues exacerbating all of this is that apparently the, the eucalyptus plants have a, an oily quality to them that make them incredibly combustible. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's just one more uh, one more deal. They also have to, outside of just fighting the fires I was reading, they have to, they're starting this really big cull on camels. Yeah. Uh, because of the water shortage. And I guess there's a lot of camels in Australia. I don't know. No idea. Uh, in fact, you know what? I have it here because it's worth it's worth mentioning. Uh, but they have to cull them because of the the water that needs to be there for the rest of the wildlife. Hang on a second here. Yeah, it says um, uh, drought conditions have become so dire that the country has made the difficult decision to cull wildlife even further in order to conserve resources. Beginning this week, professional snipers. We'll take the helicopters hunt to four to five thousand camels in South Australia's remote northwest, adjacent to the wildfires. What? I didn't even know. It says a recent feral camel population boom is exacerbating the need for water, threatening damage to infrastructure, and uh, putting communities at risk. You know, that's what happens when tourists brings a camel in in their luggage, right? Yeah. And then it, that's and then why they, they have those strict laws. Yeah. Unless this is some kind of something from the onion or something, but I don't, no no no. I, the breast, I don't if you stop and think about it, that though that territory is yeah. very desert-ish and very rough and you know huh. oppressive. It's something camels would be. Uh, Australia is, it says up here, Preston. Australia is the largest population of feral camels and the only herd of dromedary one-humped camels exhibiting wild behavior in the world. Okay. Environmental officials estimate that ten thousand camels are migrating into the region where the animals are. Uh, considered an invasive pest in search of any available water sources, the dromedary can drink up to thirty gallons of water at a time. So they got it. They got. They have to fly in in helicopters uh, and shoot five thousand camels. So, and and that's a, an effect of the the fires. You yeah, know, that they're having to do that. So they, uh, they're not native to Australia, though, are they? I no, they can't be. No, it says they're an invasive pest. Wow. So yeah, how the who started that? <laughs> Somebody in their luggage, like they you swim said. over from the Sahara. God uh, damn it! Who brought the camels? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> freaking camels getting into my garbage again. Can't they fly them over and ring them out over the fire? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's something they hadn't even considered. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith has confirmed that the band's new album will feature John Frusciante, who's coming back to the group. Uh, he le- he was uh, said that he was given strict orders to not talk about the group. He told Rolling Stone, John is back in the band, and everyone knows that. We're psyched. The 2020 festivals are the only shows booked for now. We'll mostly be concentrating on new songs and writing a new record, and we're all really excited to make new music. Asked to clarify that the Chili Peppers are in the middle of creating a new record, he said yes, and that's all I can say. Uh, he right. recently sat with some interviews. He's promoting his new art exhibition, which is currently on display in Austin, Texas. Green Day wants to play in a fan's backyard. And have launched mm-hmm. a contest to find a fan who is ready and willing to host a record release party in his, her, or their yard to celebrate the arrival 
of the band's new album, Father of All Mother Effers, next month. Are you thinking of you, Casey? Well, it's going to be a little cold next month, but, uh, you know, I've been planning this barbecue for a long time, Steve. Yeah, the legendary to, barbecue. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great to have them perform. There's a video. He said, does anybody have a relatively big backyard that we no. could do, like, a backyard party somewhere? Uh, we could come and play at your house or your garage or your backyard, or if you have, like, a barn or if there's a, a church or a church parking lot. He said, you know, I was conceived in a church parking lot. Anyway, <laughs> just hijinks, fun, mischief, a backyard party with your favorite band, Green Day. And in a follow-up video, he also added one disclaimer. Oh, yeah, it has to be in California. (laughs) So, unfortunately, that's what happened. But it's not clear when the party would take place, but uh, the album is due out February 7th, so they want to do a a pretty cool little thing at a fan's house. Taylor Hawkins and his band, the Cocktail Riders, uh, performed on Jimmy Kimmel Tuesday night, uh, and they were joined by Dave Grohl and Perry Farrell. Pretty cool, yeah. Uh, Grohl played drums on the song Middle Child, and Farrell sang on I Really Blew It. The two musicians also appear on the studio versions of the songs, which can both be found on the latest Coattail Riders album, Get the Money, and it's the uh, third LP with Coattail Riders. Fun fact, Jimmy Kimmel is an avid fly fisherman. I found that out on Jeopardy last night. Uh, okay. As did I. Yeah, I, I had no idea. <laughs> now, I don't peg Kimmel as a... A f- as an outdoorsy type at all? He's not, but the the huh. fly fishing thing has apparently gotten some traction. Oh, oh is this a du jour thing for yeah. celebrities? Yeah, I mean, it is cool. I've done it before. I've it, done it a couple, a few times. To me, it's very. Um, and I haven't done it. I've done fishing, but even in basic levels of fishing, where I didn't even give a rat's ass whether I caught a fish, it was very sort of um, zen-ish. And I yeah. think fly fishing is probably even more so. Well, it's kind of it's different, especially if you're if you're wearing waders and you go out in the water. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about that the whipping motion with the uh, the, the fly rod, and it's it's pretty yeah. cool. I I did enjoy it. My dad and I did it uh, out in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a crowd there. A crowd the gallery there, yeah, usually the gallery, applauds yeah, when you they, they love it when you reel one in. But uh, I, I can see that. I <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm moving on. Aww. David Bowie fans can expect a string of rare and unreleased tracks over the next six weeks under the title "Is It Any Wonder?" Is this from his XFL session? Yeah, it is. Same session. Yeah. Uh, out now as streaming only digital single is a previously unreleased version of The Man Who Sold the World, uh, released in celebration of both Bowie's January 8th birthday and the 50th anniversary of the writing and recording of the tune. Five more songs will be released on a weekly basis from January 17th on. Uh, the new version of The Man Who Sold the World. Is that this case? You're going to play it? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, is... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Is taken from the nine-track session Changes Now Bowie, uh, recorded for radio and broadcast by the BBC on Bowie's 50th birthday on January 8th of uh, 1997, by the way. so This is it. We very stripped down, very yeah. dry. Although I was not there. Uh, the Changes Now Bowie album will be released in limited quantities on LP and CD uh, for Record Store Day on April 18th of this year. Uh, I remember reading an interview with John Lennon about being in the studio with David Bowie and, and uh, his um, innate musical... Oh. 
capability of like Lennon was blown away. And you know what he uh, so like a thing you may have never known about him like he was a great piano player. Yeah, yeah. You never see Bowie playing piano, uh, but he was one of those. You know, he was. Like a Brian Wilson type, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I was thinking of, uh, um, oh man, um, why am I drawing a blank? Irish singer, um, oh no, no, uh, Van Morrison, Van Morrison, Van he's a Van Morrison, Morrison type. He was a multi instrumentalist, mm-hmm. multi talented in writing and singing and doing the whole thing. So, uh, the cover art for the new album will feature a stunning black and white portrait of Bowie by renowned photographer Albert Watson, uh, taken in New York in 1969. 1996. Sorry. It's only 30 years. Uh, more details about the album will be announced shortly, by the way. And this is Bowie Week in Philadelphia, I think, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, Philly birthday. loves Bowie. Yeah. All righty. And that's what I have for you this morning. There is a new Daily Rush video. Another one? Yeah, it's another, another one. one. for Annabelle. Uh, <laughs> this one is called Kathy's Sex Afterglow. Oh, yeah. And the description is, in quotations, get it off me. <laughs> You can watch it now at PrestonAndSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline. A flattering photo of you. Billy Kathy. Comedy Club Restaurant. Oh, the, the picture of Kathy's just phenomenal. I princess. think the one that's caused the most trouble for Kathy is one that was a, a, a composition, a, a composite of her head on oh my, my body. Oh, and yeah. it looks so real. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a And good people one. are like, oh, dear God, your shoulders. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so if you want to check that out, uh, PrestonAndSteve.com is where you can see Kathy's sex afterglow. <laughs> we'll come back in a moment. Letter of the day, wrapping up the show. That stuff. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2020. Shot on location at the Met, Philadelphia. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. On sale now for just 15 bucks in the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Order by this Friday to have it in time for the holidays. Or get your hands on a free copy at an upcoming calendar raid while meeting the girls and members of the show. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Plenty of light on a day like today. No clouds in sight from what I can see. Just makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But not really that warm. 36. But we do get sunshine. So uh, clouds coming tomorrow, but it brings with it warmer temperatures. 54. Saturday, 66. Sunday, maybe even 68 degrees. There's some rain, intermittent rain expected on those days, but uh, much warmer temperatures. So should be pretty good if you enjoy it being warmer. Uh, today has been an enjoyable show. We had uh, one of the best concert announcements I've ever done. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Uh, Zach Brown Band, uh, Roar with the Lions Tour, BB&T Pavilion, Friday, June 19th, and uh, tickets on sale this Friday. See, I don't even remember. Uh, Ticketmaster.com. You can get the information there. But Pierre will have a chance to win some tickets, I think, uh, today and tomorrow. So listen up for that. No, it's tomorrow and today, Bruce. Or tomorrow and today. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, let's see. Thank you to Gilbert Godfrey. Yay! Uh, Gilbert was here, and he is in town to perform at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, show tonight at 8. Uh, two shows tomorrow, 7.30 and 10. And uh, Saturday, just one show, because the early show sold out. But there's a 10 p.m. show. Uh, the other ones might show uh, sell out, so you need to get on that as soon as you possibly can. And uh, more chances to win money coming up with uh, Easy Money. It happens five times a day. You can get the details at uh, WMMR.com. But Pierre will have your shot 
at about 11, and uh, then you can do it again at 1 and at 4 and at 6 p.m. And uh, it's sponsored by Meineke. So, like I said, check the details on the website. Um, We need to do the letter of the day. So is that going to be you, Case? Got you, boo. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. Call me boo, right? (laughs) Yeah. You are his boo. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... T, as in tambourine. T, as in tambourine. Brought to you by the newly renamed Valley Tower at Valley Forge Casino Resort. The winner receives an overnight stay, dinner for two, and two tickets to an upcoming show. you got to be at least 21 years of age to win. Uh, new name, same great place, Valley Tower at Valley Forge Casino Resort, where the house is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I want to uh, thank our sponsors. The uh, program has been brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve show. Uh, it's also been brought to you by Wawa, gotta have a Wawa, and by Fred Beans. In 2020, their vision has never been clearer. See for yourself how Fred Beans does used better at fredbeansused.com. Uh, tomorrow should be a lot of fun. Uh, a guest that we love having in here is going to be in the studio, Patrick Warburton. He's great. He is great. He's a great storyteller. He's just a naturally funny guy. Putty from Seinfeld. Massive, massive Pearl Jam fan, too. It's what he lives for. Like, off the charts. Yeah, so he'll be in, and I'm sure we'll have uh, many other things to get to. That is it. We are done. So rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Well, thank God I'm hung like a f-ing horse, because if I wasn't, then we could not achieve much with so small a penis. Next message. That's the only best part of the f-ing story was when she didn't know how long she was in the goddamn dumpster for, because, of course, everybody knows when you're on acid, you have no f-ing concept of time. Next message. Quit acting like kindergartners trying to get out to recess. Let people in and traffic will actually move. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.